This week in league, we look at which players you guys want to punch in the face, and there's actually some surprising results. Anthony Watmo makes some space in his pool room for a future wooden spoon collection. Willie Mason makes some new feline friends at the Dragons. And we preview all of the action for the first round of the 2014 NRL Final Series. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 171 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Okay, so, firstly, shout out to a wonderful friend of the show, Danny Tequila. The beautiful been, Danny Tequila. She kind of burst onto the scene this year, you know, at least in our, consci- in our consciousness. May have had something to do with the way that the, that the Panthers certainly re- rebranded or, you know... <laughs> Re relaunched their cheerleading core. The dirty old man in Gus came to the fore. Yeah, dressed dressed them up in, in you, you know, know these girls in, need in PVC suits. Yeah. <laughs> dressed them up in a hundred percent vinyl, and uh, and Danny, of course, was you know became the favourite. I mean, admitted you know, admittedly she's not in the final four of the the cheerleaders thing, which is an absolute fucking crime, and I'm disgusted in everyone who had a hand in voting. And um, there is a, there, I believe her name is Cassidy. There's one of the Penrith ones that's in the final four. She's a fucking usurper because I mean, it's clearly everyone knows that Danny is the one in that Penrith cheerleading group. Yeah. Bar none. But she was very kind, uh, very kind to us in uh, sporting of this week in league shirt. So just like I say, thank you very much. Yes. And then you had the audacity. I had the audacity. Put her up against. Another great friend of the show. Well, we put well, the very attractive. Yeah, well, I put the Michael picture Shanta up. Gregson. Well, yeah, local, local, local hero, celebrity cripple. Now, I put, <laughs> <laughs> I put a celebrity cripple. He's, known to be he's li- like Christopher Reeve. He's known. He's known to- <laughs> <laughs> so I put the picture. I put the picture of Danny up uh, initially, and then then Shana's obviously celebrity got no, cripple, obviously, obviously got nothing to do. I mean, like Shana's got you know two things to do. We can either like act like rear window and just be basically just spying on people out the window while he's you know up there with his cripple leg, or take selfies of himself and you know trying to in a similar style to the one that Danny took. So I thought today I thought, yeah, he's a good sport. Let's put him up. You know, Penrith battle, battle of the Penrith selfies into this week in league shirts, and um and we put it out to vote. And uh, at this stage. I'm thoroughly disgusted to say that, well, when we looked probably half an hour ago, Shunter had something in the ballpark of a, perhaps a nine-vote lead. What a bunch of creepy cunts. We'd had about 100 votes. Yeah, there's about 100 votes on Twitter that, that had been tallied, and, and Shunter had, had what a slight... What the fuck is wrong with people? And Shunter himself said, this is why we can't have nice things. And yeah. that's right, it's why you can't have nice things. Look at yourself, I mean, oh, Facebook, I think Facebook was probably more... Slightly, slightly to towards Danny, I think there are a lot of people who are sort of doing the ironic vote for Shana thing, and but um, I mean, is, hasn't pe- he had enough sympathy? There I mean, people- he's got a he's got a now got a ranch, yeah, in the Blue Mountains, paid for by the Penrith Panthers as compensation for his fucking crippling leg injury. Yeah, hush money. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ramps on the ranch. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of ramps, and it's going to look sure. really silly when his legs work again. <laughs> Sure, he has to have controls where he has to blow into a straw to get the horse to work, but it's a ranch nonetheless. Yeah. Fucking, he's, he's had enough sympathy. Yeah, yeah. This is, we've gone too far. But thank you, Danny. Appreciate it. It was awesome. Uh, the topic of the week last week was uh, which NRL players 
which footy players would you like to punch in the face? We were kind of we we went straight to the the, the standard sort of ones that I, I thought that everyone would go for as well, and then the Louis thing came up and we went way over the top of what we do to him. Now we've come through, and uh, very very surprising results. I'll go through some of the other ones first though. Matt Landrigan said. Uh, it's a question of who you'd like to punch in the face. I would like to pick Adam Reynolds. I'd li- oh, sorry, I'd like to pick Adam Reynolds up by the feet, swing around a couple of times to get good momentum up, and smash his face into Paul Gallon's face twice. Then do the same thing to Corey Parker. Not that Parker of himself is that bad, but just to shut up those dickhead Broncos supporters that think he's the second coming. Jeez, interesting. A lot of a bit of hate there. I think he, I think he's got some anger issues. <laughs> yeah, no, um, uh, <laughs> we've got um. Let's see, and I'm just going. To, I'm trying to get, save the save the the one in question to last. But yeah, yeah. Gabe Gabe said, uh, just thought of someone to punch. James Tamau. He's a fucking skirt when he hits the line. So a good punch in the chops could help. Benji Marshall fucking straddled him and slapped him in the face, and he cowered like a bitch. Teabagged him. <laughs> Jared, <laughs> it's not quite that graphic, but Jared uh, Jared JarTV said, I'd love to punch Darius in the face, but I'm scared if I miss, I'd hit Uncle Wayne's balls. <laughs> um, Hammers, if I could have one punch at someone, it would have to be Gus or Buzz if Gus was dyeing his hair. Uh, up hop, essence. Free punch list, definitely Reynolds and Soward. Louis, because he's a dirt box, I'd add Benji too, just for the 0-5 grand final. Hash, fucking flick pass, bam. Yeah, still hurts, doesn't it, mate? Mup23, is Brett White still in the NRL? He'd have to be a candidate for free punch. Brett White is a saint. <laughs> The way that he dispatched... Brett White is an overrated hack. Over, as a player, overrated. But that shot he landed on Stephen Price is got to be one of my top 10 favourite moments in history of rugby league. I mean, it's definitely... this top three in Biff, maybe even number one. But just the overall... Out you of reckon? Oh, sensational. Yeah, I reckon Mason on fielding. I reckon that's one of my favourite. Yeah, all-time see, favorites. I'm, I'm a big fan of fucking Hopawati on source too. Oh, that that's not Biff. <laughs> that's thuggery. Yeah, Muay Thai rules. Elbows are allowed. The... Uh, <laughs> The Mason on Fielding one is my personal favourite because Fielding, like, is it Fielding or Fielding? I think it's Fielding. Fielding. Fielding, was it? Yeah. Um, he probably doesn't even remember what his name is. <laughs> no, not after that. Uh, yeah, he got he got a little bit of aggress- aggression yep. and uh, fronted up and Willie just sat him. Just, yeah. Sat him on his ass. It's beautiful. Crisp. Yep. Right on the button. Yep. Lights out. Yep. It's nice. <laughs> that, might, that might be a topic in itself, eh? Hey? Uh, Uncensored Steve. Justin Hodges, number one, head stomp, fuck punching, kicking, etc. I want to see that cunt's head explode. <laughs> and I think I had Justin Hodges on my list too, and yeah, rightly so. Um, <laughs> Buckshot19 underscore 81. I would punch Jamie Soward. John Sutton for being such an overrated piece of shit. And if any, if anyone in the league was included, Phil Gould. So Gus had a couple of votes for a punch. Poor uh, Highway, so players who need a punch in the face. Fluffy. Soured Slater. So we're getting a common theme there. Slater actually was very underrepresented, I think, overall. I mean, he's certainly up on my list. Uh, oh, I tell you who loves Billy Slater now. What's that? Tell you who loves Billy Slater. Better not be your son. Fuck your father. Fuck's sake. He's one of the... One You're of failing his, that child. Oh, one of oh, his little mates in his footy team is a Melbourne Storm fan, loves Billy Slater. And... Um, Gronk kid. Those, those guys. <laughs> uh, obviously... Jackson loves a spectacular finish and uh, rates himself uh, as far as his speed goes. So they, they always talk about, you know, the Billy Slater this and the Billy Slater that. His mum 
Penny Slater's not that much of a finisher when you're talking about the spectacular shit that Jackson's talking about. Like, he's talking about more like the Jorge Tafua fucking, yeah, yeah. you know, aerial put down. Yeah, oh, corner, I was yeah. thinking, you know, more David Nofaluma. Yeah, you know, those sorts of things. Sorry? Yeah, he drops it, though. He doesn't fucking drop it, man. <laughs> Too fucking what? The season's over now, and there's a lot of 26 weeks of pent up frustration, and it's going to come out right here if you keep saying that David Nofaluma drops the ball. He clearly dropped the I'll ball. I'll see these fucking suppositories here in front of me. What are these for? They're not suppositories. Clearly not to make you less of a cunt. Or if, no. if they are, take more, please. <laughs> please exceed the recommended dose. Yeah, so uh, for Jackson's birthday, his mum buys him some of those Billy Slater kids' oh, books, no. which are actually quite good. Yeah, fuck and, uh, He actually, his dick just fuck, he just loves them. Took it to dinner. Yeah. Took a book to dinner. Didn't want to take the iPad or whatever, you know, for the downtime, yeah. waiting for the meal or whatever. Might make a bit of small talk and then yeah. Jackson's like, yeah. I'm going to my you fucking guys, wanker book. You guys are pretty fucking boring. Sat there reading his book till his meal came out. Ate his meal. Back to his book. Gets back to the room. Picks the book up again. Reading it. We get a wake up in the morning. Jackson's sitting there in his bed reading the fucking book. Yeah. Can't get enough Billy Slater. It's all fun and games until some poor little cunt from Red Bank gets fucking taken out. Studs up <laughs> Jackson on the goal gets line. a 14-week suspension for <laughs> st- kicking someone in the face, taking a highball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Paramount Mark too. What do you think he's going to say? Uh, yeah, but don't we, in, in what would that translate to as far as player names and things? Uh, Robson. Sandow. No, wrong, wrong. He said... Uh, Himself. Honourable free, honourable free punch mentioned to that cunt bag, Ricky Stewart. Oof, he's gone there. Now, uh, I think we're getting down to the point here. I oh, know. So we got um, Mitch Doyle zero eight said Robert Louis is second in my queue. I'm taking my free swing at Lachlan fucking Maranta. Maybe smack <laughs> some talent into him. Jesus. The fact you're in the finals is because of the fact you beat the Warriors a couple of weeks ago, motherfucker. And Lachlan Miranda defused every fucking high ball that came his way. So. Look, I'm sounding like a fuck. I'm sounding like his agent now. And if you know, please give him my ten percent of the next fucking twenty dollars. Someone gives you to play football, you useless prick. Now, I just, I just defended him and turned on him in fucking the space of a half a sentence. And sensational. <laughs> Some of your best work. <laughs> now let's get onto the topic at hand, though. And here it comes, crispy. On uh, Facebook, sent us a message and said, "Hey guys, just started listening and heard who you want to punch in the face." Fuck Corey Parker, my most hated cunt ever, followed by all other Broncos. <laughs> my girlfriend around 2003 saw him on TV and was like, what's this cunt doing playing? She went on to tell me stories of how he'd follow her and her sister home from school and spend time stalking them and other girls, but nothing came of it trouble-wise as he was the prized pig of Bow Desert. This made my hatred of the grey hair fuck even more. <laughs> Moved on to last year. I think he was out with a leg or shoulder injury. I was at the local shops at Carina and parked next to a black Audi. As I hopped out and started walking away, I noticed him walk past me towards the Audi. I turned around to see him checking out my car. I told him to stop fucking looking at my car. <laughs> he looked at me pretty confused. And with a few more harsh words, people started gathering around. I said, get in your car and fuck off before I smack you in the face. He bitched up and took off. The next day, I was a little embarrassed to tell people at work that nothing happened because they knew my hatred towards him. Next time, it's going to be on <laughs> top show guys keep it up go manly I wonder how many people are going to say that's a made up story uh, yeah well fucking such is the way of Tour Nation who just hold that thought okay sweet because there is something like not related to this topic of the week but in our other feedback there is something about that so um, where are we let's get on to the continuing on the Corey Parker someone brought in uh, brought up one of the Mitches um, and the Tigers which one you tig- need to be more specific Tigers Mitch 
And he said, uh, yeah, Corey Parker had a shoulder recon a couple of years ago, walked out of hospital with a tube hanging out of my arm attached to a big morphine box. He was walking through with his missus and running to my shoulder. Morphine box got knocked and yanked the tube out of my shoulder. He turned around and said, watch where you're fucking going and walked away. What? What a cunt. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first. I, I thought I thought that he was, this was, I was, I was flabbergasted. I'm no Broncos fan, but I thought the Corey Parker would, would be the, the least cunty person there. It sounds like at this stage he's probably worse than Justin Hodges, and that's an incredible achievement by a man. <laughs> Beer Boy 102, I think it was with this one. Um, he said, why I'd punch Corey Parker in the face. First meeting at Coogee Bay Hotel, my mate, a huge Bronco supporter, spots Corey and Carmichael Hunt having a beer after an away game, so he wanders over and politely asks him for a photo. Corey tells him to fuck off, while Hunt takes a pic and quietly apologises to, to my mate about Corey. Nice guy, Carmichael. Second time, Coogee Bay again. Huge contingent of Broncos having a beer. Corey spends most of the night harassing chicks by slapping their asses and trying to chat them up with his wedding ring on. Yeah, side note, Alfie Langer was on fire dancing on tables. Bloke knows how to party. Put the playing group to shame into fun stakes. And uh, he said, uh, the man is a mug lair, as Nate said, with the fashion parade. And from what I've heard, his teammates don't think much of him his, him and his ego, despite his clean-skinned persona on the field and footy shows. Wow. I don't believe I did say that he was a mug lair. I, I was actually stunned. No, that was me. Yeah. So you're saying that about Corey Parker? When I saw him at Kangaroo Point. Yes, that's right, of course. Yep. And he's fucking yep. fashion parade. Yeah, so there you go. So what you said, what you saw was you know, like actually. Oh look, I just saw a guy that wasn't dressed. He was dressed a canary in the coal mine. He was a canary in the coal mine, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I like um, it. Uh, uh, another um, bit of feedback. What are you saying? It's canary in the coal mine can't be that with a bat. Fucking, yeah. you, you're busting them all out. Yeah, As you see. get older, you're becoming one of those old men that just fucking says nothing but fucking old yeah, but I mean, sayings. Yeah, but they've got like, um, yeah, but they're not they're, they're not necessarily all old sayings. Like I'll say like, you know, kids now, I'll say something like, yeah, MC Hammer, can't, <laughs> MC Hammer couldn't touch that. And they'll be like, oh, fuck, it's like if I said something like, I don't know, like fucking Duke Ellington couldn't fucking... <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Now, I was just thinking some old shit. Um, now, uh, we go to Twitter. Drew underscore Nathan five. Listening to episode 170 in my car. Pick up Miss Six from school and now I have to explain to her what soccer kicking ahead is. I then follow and said, you know, perhaps you know your bigger concern is uh, how cunt is not an appropriate word to fucking be playing in company with a girl. comes with a language warning. It doesn't come with a shit parenting warning. He's, and then he, 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 his reply was that those, along the lines of, oh no, she hears me say that all the time. That's not, you know, not even a thing to her to hear that. Right. <laughs> I was a hero. Yeah, I fucking throw, throw a VC on that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, Timmy McIntyre. I know what the C stands for. What's a VC? <laughs> Very. <Yeah. laughs> now, um, Timmy McIntyre. Did I, as, as we know, he, yeah, he's a he's a trainer trainer with um, Mounties. He is. Cat's hair is likely going to end up there for two seasons at this point, the way they're going. And he said, uh, FYI, Cat's hair and I can't be best friends as Cat's hair doesn't like to be called Cat's hair. Oof. That's a How perfect... do you know he doesn't like to be called it? Yeah, I think that's a perfect opportunity for someone to uh, take a bit of initiative. <laughs> Make get, a sign. Get Jesse. Take to... it to every fucking Mounties game for the next two seasons. Well, get Jesse to crank up the phone, follow you around, go up to him calling Cat's hair on, on film, see what happens. Either way, it's bound to be something worth Jesse's, send up. Jesse's definitely the Mario of... Oh, the McIntyre brothers. Oh, Jesse's got a pretty mouth. I mean, he fucking... He really does. He, he, he would... Tim's fucking Luigi all day long. 
he'd fucking drop to his knees and start fucking we we rock up he'd, he'd drop to his knees and start fucking moving his head around like a fucking one of those clown things at the at the, at the echo well that's this, I mean that's not we strictly like just Jesse, like I mean, that's a McIntyre trait <laughs> both those boys <laughs> both those guys boys you know, have got that in their game <laughs> Um, Bernard JKD is Josh Reynolds the most obnoxious persona ever to play a league I switched to Queensland when this charmless cunt played for New South Wales oh he's going hard he's got C asterisk but we all know what time it is he's got C in one asterisk but there's no such word that's only like two letters and stuff to C I don't know what you're getting at I'm going to just fucking tell you how it is Sammy Boy 1986 uh, you fuckers well, we, we baked him last week you know about you know sending over a members pack to England etc you fuckers want to get me some uh, Twill Nation soap when I buy a jersey feel free I'll rep you boys here by smelling of honey and baby oil and He's bacon. A, yeah, P.S. The stubby cool is a crap. Took my beer out of the oven and put it in, but the cunt melted to stick to my thermo flask in future. <laughs> uh, then we got a, a series of tweets from someone, uh, Blue MTS. I'm not a very funny dude, but just want to say I continue to be a happy Twill member, a humble Roosters fan, a nervous op- nervous optimist. I really like your idea of a Twill supporters jersey because I think there's a big gap in the expression of appreciation of the game in capitals and the community. Channel 9 pushes shit. The tabloids are full of gossip. Let's celebrate the real shit. See, we get a lot of fuckheads tweeting us and emailing us and Facebooking us, and we get a lot of, you know, Good banter and, and mm-hmm. humour and all the rest of it. That's some fucking real talk right there. Exactly. Exactly. Now, uh, we've got you suggestion- guys fucking tweeting all that bullshit about the Tigers being crap and then fucking tweet more of that sort of stuff. Yeah, but that also, is like also real that is also real talk though. It's just not palatable to you. Take another fucking pill, Nathan. Shithead listener. Hi guys. At Aussie Blackwell gave me an idea for a fun activity for Twill Nation, a treasure hunt. A list of stuff, some easy, some more difficult, and some impossible. Points to be awarded based on difficulty and the winning team gets Twill glory. What do you think? An example might be having a certain cheerleader wearing a Twill shirt. Boom. We won. Game over. <laughs> I like the idea, but... Game over. You can't of shit. We win. We are the winners. So, yeah, I don't... I, I actually, I don't mind the... You know, I don't mind the idea in itself. But, um, I like when people give us stuff like that. It's actually a legit idea. I like it. It could definitely be done. Yep. But then you think, you know what? I finished work today. I came home. I got handed a baby. And then I was like, and then the other child was, can you please put Leo down? Because I need to practice my kicking and, and my catching of the high ball. You need to put some bombs up for me. <laughs> I can't put bombs up whilst I'm holding a baby. So the baby goes to grandma, I go out, practice some kicking, then I come in, dish dinner up, then I give the baby a bath, then I hastily scribble down some notes about the games to talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. The fuck am I going to come up with stuff for a treasure hunt? Mm-hmm. Unless the prize is, I'd gladly come up with a, the, the most epic treasure hunt ever if the prize was come and kick some bombs or hold my baby. <laughs> Help a brother out. I say, yeah, so I'm gonna get up, get kill stuff, ready, clothes, lunch, breakfast, get ready for school, take him to school, come back home. And that's like half an hour each way, or 25 minutes each way. Then uh, work from about 9:30 till uh, 2:30. Then on Twitter all day. Until 2:30, yeah, gotcha. at which gotcha. point then I go back to school for the pickup. Come home from the pickup. Got half an hour then. Then he's got to get ready for jujitsu. Go to jujitsu. Hour later, come back home. Then it's dinner time. Then it's bath time. And then you know, then then it's time to cook some dinner for myself. And then you're here. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 
busy motherfuckers. Yeah, but it's a, it's a, a fucking excellent I love idea. the idea. It's an excellent idea. It's just um, the implementation. Yeah, those guys that come up with those epic spreadsheets? They could come, you know, people people that have, you know, the, the, the talent and the skill to come up with epic ideas for treasure hunts. Like your DJX planes of the world. Yeah, that guy's way too fucking nerdy, and, and he's fallen off the radar. I haven't heard from him. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's still he's still around time to time. I haven't he's seen around. Him. He's around. He owes me a beer. Yeah. <laughs> or a cider now. I mean a ciders. Yeah, now our pops uh, said that uh Hey gee, I didn't say they couldn't cheer on their team, you fucked hard. I said they didn't deserve a standing ovation. Hash listen, Spooner. Generally when <laughs> Nathan reads out something that has been sent to us by you, Schwankervescence. <laughs> As soon as he mentions your fucking Twitter handle, you know I've got, I muster up the energy to say schwank of essence, and then I fucking switch spray. off completely. Yeah. <laughs> I go into a 45-second coma or however long it takes for yeah. Nathan to read out for whatever fucking diatribe you've managed to <laughs> mash the keyboard and send it into us. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. Okay. Now I'm Jim, shutting down. Jim Man Bear Pig said, uh, Peter, <laughs> let's slip a Matautia family secret. And it was on rugbyleaguework.com.au. And uh, the story, did you see? Did you follow the link and no, see the story? And it was uh, basically, um, I'll click the link and get the actual headline and everything correct. So just so, so that we're clear. But uh, just a couple of things. Uh, this is before the game where the Mataudias were coming up against each other on the weekend. And it says, uh, Peter Mataudia has let a huge family secret. Let's slip a huge family secret heading this weekend. His mum will be cheering for him to lose. Cheers. And so he's, he's basically, he's like, blah, blah, blah. His mum will be in the Knights' corner. I don't blame her, really. There are two of them, and one of me, so it makes sense. We're all looking forward to it. It should be a great afternoon. It's exciting. It'll be special for mum. She's done so much to get us this far in our careers. So basically what you said was, um, you know, a family schism, which was why the uh, the different pronunciations of the name. Yeah, they, the, they, why, they ve- why they varied. Why they varied. Either side of the fence. Yeah, and that was either family. So you, you were... So Clampets and the fucking whatever's... I'm not up on American history. Clampers are the Beverly Hillbillies. Are they? They didn't have enemies so much. Really? You're thinking of the Hatfield McCoys. Yeah. And the Clampers. <laughs> the Clampers were the lesser the, known. The Clampers were the third lesser man. Lesser known third party. They were the antagonists of the of the whole uh, of the whole battle. <laughs> they were the third man in the Thought A The Thought A Clampers. <laughs> now um just uh skipping to Facebook. Got one from uh, Jeremy. Hey boys, been meaning to write for a while with player interaction story and this week for once I remembered. It's not that exciting but here goes. My brother and his mates were enjoying a drink earlier on this year at the Ivanhoe Hotel in Manly when my brother spotted his favourite player, Brett Stewart, at the bar. Pretty sure he was injured at the time as well but whatever. Oh, of my, course he was. My five foot seven redheaded brother couldn't hold back his excitement so he went up and hugged Stewart from behind or spooned him for a brief moment and said, I fucking love you. Brett, in a good natured way, quickly replied, just fucking pull me off next time. <laughs> <laughs> While he probably did thinking about pull, think about pulling him off for a brief moment, they decided to talk footy, footy for a few minutes. My brother wished him luck with his injury in the season ahead. <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck? You don't even announce yourself. You just yeah, walk just up and hug a, a bloke from behind. A dude who's naturally going to be guarded against, like, in public because of shit he's had to endure over the, <laughs> over the course of his career. Just pull me off. Here's a depth charge come through on, on uh, from Daniel uh, via Facebook this week. Hey, guys, with regards to the 1,000% true storyteller, McKinnon was at the Warriors in 2007. And so that was a story last week where he was talking about a threesome potential with Jared Now, does Hayden. that mean that Saguna's full of shit? Or does it mean that he just fucked the year up? Defend yourself, Saguna. Let's see what you've got Tell to say. You what, there's, there's, a bit of, there's some rumblings that mm. think you're full of shit. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. You need to, um, you know, obviously provide timestamped photos of all these incidents you speak of, too, or else uh, oh, Twill Nation's not going to be good enough for them to believe you. Email. Not very trouble. They believe, they lap shit, we say up. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. What's wrong with Saguna? What is wrong with Saguna? It's got a cool name. Email, Timmy McIntyre. As we know, Glenn has a thing for cake, SBW, and Rennie. Now, I want to ask the Tool Nation. Where did come from? That sound, that, 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 that silent part from me was like oh, shrugging. I love cake, it. but I don't remember bringing it up on the show. Maybe you were going to smear it on a Sunny Bill or something. Oh. I always thought it was more honey than that, but maybe maybe cake was came into it once. Like. Maybe there was a bit of cake involved. He wants to ask Tool Nation who they turned gay for. <laughs> Mine, this is uh, Timmy, would be Ken CEO, as he is smaller than me. <laughs> <laughs> downstairs or what it's just the fucking way he left it at that it's just like so fucking good <laughs> oh so obviously yeah, Sunny Bill right for you yeah yeah I, I don't even oh, I think I, I already have turned gay for Sunny yeah. Bill he's just I he's just not he's resisting my advances yeah I honestly I've got no idea I mean what are the what's the criteria that you base it upon oh well if you see a certain player and it makes you bar up yeah fuck you know like yeah not literally yeah for you like yeah because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gay <laughs> so I've got to put myself in the position of like if I was you what what would be what would be attractive to me someone like a Wolfman Williams. <laughs> but he's not a good player. But if he's on quality of play, it'd be someone like Matai or like Beave or someone like that. But, uh, yeah. See, I'm like, I'm not, I don't discriminate. I'm not, I'm not going straight for the polys. I mean, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll throw a Maori Stevie in there. I'll throw a white dude. I'll fucking, you know. Oh, no rangers though. You're never going to, you're never going to get me to like, you know, bar up for like, you know, your, your Alex McKinnons or your fucking... Fatty Vortons. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Now, now, oh, now I'm fucking anti, anti-cripple people. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, Shanta. There you go. There you go. That, that's, my, that's my concession to the crippled community. That... <laughs> You'd bar up for Shanta. No. You would literally rise for Shanta. No, he doesn't have red hair. I was, I was trying to... I was just trying to think of redhead cunts, right? Imagine the fucking sympathy card he'd pull if he had red hair and he was a cripple. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Fuck Panthers would probably no. fucking put him on the board. Oh, but they'd have to. It's the only way they could afford to paint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Another ranch, please, Panthers. Yeah. Now, finally, um, Gavin Rennick sent us an email the other day. Uh, he just it was it, it wasn't cryptic, but it wasn't it, it. He didn't at all say what it was about, but he just said was listening to the Matty Johns podcast, uh, the second part of it between you know from minute thirty six or something like that until minute thirty seven. Have a listen and let us know what you think and. Uh, this is how it went down. Gordon, has Manly got anything left in them for this season? Um, it's very hard with their back line. I think their back line still intact. It's outstanding. But I think Starling, I think Lawrence, I think with Bura, all those guys that have had a great season, I think they're tied. And Ballon. But you, don't, you yeah, can't replace blokes like Bura and, and Glenn, And then Glenn Stewart. And Glenn Stewart's out. So it's pretty much Chockey, Watmel and King, the only blokes, you know, trying to... It's, it's just too hard. I think the battles, they've lost too many troops in the middle of the park. Mm. And they're people brave, are starting though. to go, oh, mate, they're, oh, they're so mate, brave. They're, hey, mate, they're brave, brave they're tough. Well, mate, we'll have a look at their coach. So what it was, he didn't mention it to us at the time in the subject of the email or anything, but it turns out that uh, it was actually 
More motherfuckers being caught red-handed, <laughs> stealing our shit. So brave. This time, oh yeah, you're so brave, so Gordon Tallis, because I fucking brave. see you, you thief. Matty Johns. I tell ya, I fucking beat Tallis so badly. And Manny Johns will stand in the corner fucking beating yourself off like he usually does when, you know... I, I, I suspect you would be the Ben Ross to Gordon Tallis as Gordon Tallis. And Manny Johns would be that excited that he may have to wipe... Stand in the corner. He may and have to wipe his residue stand. on a curtain as he walks out of the room. <laughs> and finally, membership stuff. We've got, we got a sad announcement to make, although it's, you know, if you're a Twitter person, you'd know all about it by now. And I'll tell you, I'm very disappointed. So, mate, Glenn... You say it because I don't want to say the wrong thing. <laughs> why, why are you hesitating now? Um, look, unfortunately, due to lack of numbers and RSVPs for the uh, scheduled meetup, which was going to happen this weekend, uh, we had a, a certain number of people that we had to guarantee the venue that were, were going to turn up, and we just we didn't get anywhere anywhere near that number, unfortunately, which meant we uh, we lost a fairly sizable deposit. Um, but also, more importantly, lost the opportunity to catch up with a, a bunch of loyal listeners and members of the show and um, show our appreciation. And it's a bit of, a bit disappointing that um, we haven't been able to organise something in an official capacity, but the plans are still afoot to, to catch up with a few uh, diehards in an unofficial capacity and maybe sink a few ciders. Yeah, yeah there's a couple of guys uh, still talking about doing something, so we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see what transpires. But uh, very disappointing. Kyle's catted out. Yeah. He was very vocal trying to get people on board, though. So and then catted out. I will give you that. Then he, then, then he catted out, you know. So, yeah, Kyle. Yeah, he's, fair weather. he's a fair weather patriot. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, on the flip side... There's going to be 14 tweets and, and 16 DMs over that comment, yeah. Nathan. Yeah, yeah. You're going to hurt the man's feelings. Yeah, well, I'm he's a very start, sensitive cat. I'm going to start off Twitter, so you, maybe you feel them. Now, um... We're going to be down grand final. We're flying in the morning of. So, uh, oh, you better get me a flight back too. Oh, you need a flight back now. Mm. That would have been fucking handy at the time. Well, at the time we were going to be driving back, but then Nicklin is now going into hospital and she's still not going to be 100%. Look at that hospital thing. That was happening before we thought we had a discussion. Yeah, but she, she, was like, she was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be okay. And then she thought more about it. And then so she she's, not, so she's, she's not doing the trip at all then? No. Okay, so you need to get a flight back. Hook, right. me, hook a brother. All right, hopefully you can fucking still get one. <laughs> I'm probably not going to walk. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so yeah, that needs to happen. All right, remind me, send an email tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be we're gonna be uh, down the grand final. And uh, we're going to be flying in the morning of. So over lunchtime, we're going to be looking at having a, uh, a meet-up. And uh, we've got people down there looking into it for us. Uh, whether we get a private room. I don't really care about a private room. My, my thoughts on this uh, that um I guess the private room probably guarantees that you get a, a space you know, yes. otherwise you could be fucking scattered yeah 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 so like the, pro- the, the private room thing is good in that respect and I'm just happy as long as it's a place that has like good food so people can get a good feed as long as I can to sit, line the stomach as long as I can sit down carnage. and drink mm-hmm. and talk a lot of shit yep because I have no real vested interest other than probably the 20s when the Tigers will be in the grand final again yeah um, unlikely because I've, you know, I'll have zero vested interest in the, uh, in the proceedings on the field. Talk a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's basically the, my goal of the day. Get drunk. Oh look, 
I'll, I'll be I'll be civilized, Nathan, as I as you've always known me to be. Yeah. When I've been consuming alcohol in your presence. Yeah, trying to find an example. I think you're pretty much right. You've been, oh no, that time at the fucking chalk, you were pretty out there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, no. Look, let's move on because otherwise yeah. you'll come up with more examples. But yeah, we're looking at something on the uh, you know around lunchtime. So you know this this the thing it, it may kick off before we get there, just to get people nice and fucking. Uh, nice Why and would our party start without us? Well, I think everyone else can meet everyone else as well, though. You know, it's like it's, it's not just us; it's the community. And like, if we fly in at ten thirty in the morning, I'm going to tip Shunter out of his wheelchair just for fun. <laughs> like pushing down, pushing down a, a fucking ramp. See how good he's stopping. Roll him down a ramp. See if he's mastered the art of stopping. <laughs> we could play Shunter golf with his crutch. Yeah. So yeah. not that crutch, Nathan. I didn't even. I mean, he, I didn't, he, I didn't even. It's didn't probably big enough. A man does windmill. So, yeah, with yeah, you know, keep in mind that sort of thing's going to be happening. And uh, as it turns out, it's much cheaper to get a venue in Sydney as well. I mean, depending on where you are, the criteria we, we're looking at, and we're actually happy to hear suggestions from you guys who know the lay of the land a lot better than we do. But um, is Birdo still shouting us at Seven Players? Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. He doesn't maybe, listen maybe, anymore. Maybe you can get back to us on that. But what, he doesn't listen anymore. But pointless fucking asking him on here. Ideally, we're looking for something like close to, close to transport that's going to go straight to you know that we can get straight to ANZ afterward. Pretty much. Or yeah. ease of transport. God forbid you put your hand in your pocket for a fucking cab. Well, easy yet. Easy getting a cab too is fine. Well, I'm, but it's not just for us. I mean, like you know, if there are people that are going to the grand final, people that aren't, that's fine. People that aren't can you know keep getting blind all, all day and we'll you know we'll meet you back there but otherwise <laughs> the people who want to go, I get it, drunk enough I might just give someone my ticket yeah it might it, it needs to be, it needs to be easy enough for the people that are going to the grand final to be able to stop at it and not be worried you know that, that yeah. you know they're gonna have to get a cab and so if it's if it's near a train station or something like that then you know even better so uh, yeah we're happy maybe to even at the train station yeah just grab in some the car fucking, park or something just, just pick up some some fucking goon someone and, say car park is Ben's head going yeah. <laughs> I don't know I don't know pick up some goon and uh, on the way pass it around he'll be dressed in his robe with his up. fucking title belt wrapped around his waist <laughs> his manager fucking yeah, give me the fucking shoulder rub <laughs> manager being of course Jess <laughs> but yeah, so we are looking at something for the grand final. So um, if you've got any ideas, let us know. We've got people down there, you know, looking into it for us, and uh, it's looking good though. And it's a lot easier to fucking handle and organise than something in Brisbane. Fucking New South Wales is definitely the home of rugby league and the home of the fucking uh, Twill Nation. Oh, it's a bit harsh, Nathan, but it's true. Just the numbers say so. It's a fact. The end. Okay, news. Now, where the fuck is my news gone? Lost my place. Here we go. Scrolling back up my page. News. So the first story is about Mick Potter anyway. Where the fuck is it? Here we go. West Tigers Chief Executive Grant Mayer is expected to table a recommendation that Coach Mick Potter's contract will not be renewed. 
at a meeting of the club's new board on Wednesday night. Potter will address the board, comprising three independent directors appointed by the NRL last Friday and two representatives of West Magpies, but there appears little chance of him escaping the sack despite a season plagued by injuries and internal turmoil. New Tigers chairwoman Marina Goh said the board would be guided by a recommendation from Mayer, but it's unclear if a decision will be made at the board meeting. The directors met on Sunday night, but the coaching issue was not discussed as their first task was resolving constitutional matters after taking over from the previous 10-person board, comprising five representatives each from Western Balmain. It's understood that the board has yet to receive Mayer's recommendation and Go would not rule out the possibility of Potter surviving. However, after commissioning a review of the club's football operations by long-serving former NRL coach Brian Smith, Mayer is expected to advise the board that a new coach should be appointed for next season. Assistant coaches David Kidwell and Todd Payton have been linked to the job, but both are also off contract. Other names linked to the job include Matt Parrish, Jason Taylor and Anthony Griffin. Very clearly, we need to make a decision soon, and at this point, I can't tell you which way it's going to go because both, we are absolutely open to both possibilities. Anthony Griffin. Hey. Look, fucking got a team, smashed, smashed the team into the finals. I, I honestly don't have a problem with Potter coaching next year, but it's just a matter of whether the players will fucking play for him and whether it's the, the mayor thing that is the players have fucking dropped their bundle or whether it's Potter. Um, for some reason, the players for the last, well, six of the last seven weeks didn't really yeah, I mean, have much it, of an inclination to put in. So. Is it players or player? Well, one if one player's not putting in on the team yeah, the other and the others are, yeah. then that player can get absorbed into the fucking, into the mix fairly easily. What if the player is, for example, maybe the most expensive player and plays one of the most <laughs> crucial positions on field? For argue, hypothetically speaking, let's say the hooker. <laughs> what if that person Look, was the problem? Who's also kind of like a figurehead of the club. Very, and you're being very provocative, and um, quite frankly, I'm just talking. I, I'm, just I what if, I'm talking in what ifs. I'm just talking in hypotheticals. What, what if you shut the fuck up and realise <laughs> that as soon as bullshit with the Tigers is over, the like, and next year is, is that going to be another rebuilding year, and we're just going to waste. You know these formative years of of Brooks and Moses and Tedesco, and just wasted in these fucking year after year of rebuilding, and then all of a sudden their contracts are up. And it's like, well, you know, we're sick of rebuilding. We'll go and play for someone else, probably Para or someone, yeah. Canberra even. Fucking get it together. I'm sick of fucking talking about it, and I'm sick of being depressed about it. It's been fucking twenty weeks straight. I'm over it. Yeah, I'd be over it too. Problem is, you've got so many biscuit legs kids in your club I mean they got all the talent in the world but they got no fucking no no skeletal fucking strength <laughs> that'll <laughs> so. be right that'll be right another off season under their belt that'll be fine <laughs> alright that's on. the thing I'm least worried about is injuries like players get injuries at the end of the day it happens and, and Tedesco's last one was just fucking absolute shit luck um, so I, I, if we get the right coach and it, it I don't have an issue with Potter but if we get the right coach in there and this board stuff is, is sorted and you can actually get some real traction in what they're trying to do off the field as well as on it, then the the the, the players will take care of themselves. Hmm. Next. Anthony Watmo has denied a report that he signed with the Parramatta Eels on a three-year deal starting in 2016. 
It's been widely reported that Watmo is seeking to leave Brookvale. It's understood the Seagulls hard man is almost certain to play out his career with the Eels. A report surfaced on Monday that Watmo had already finalised a new deal with the chance he could be playing for Parramatta as early as 2015. However, Watmo refuted the claim on his Instagram account, then told Channel 9 News he was granted permission to approach other clubs, but talks have been put on hold with the final series approaching. We had permission to talk to clubs, and as far as I know, that window passed. We thought we'd put in all contract talks on hold leading into the semis, but it seems to pop its nasty little head up every now and then, he said. The back row would not confirm his plans and said the decision about his future will be based on the best interests of the family. This is my last contract and when the time comes I have to make a decision. I have to do what's right for my family. I have to look at leaving the emotion out of it and start looking to provide for them. Um, so yeah. Oh, I have my take on the situation. Where there's, where there's smoke, there's fire, you would say. Um, well, I sort of said everything I've got to say about the want my situation last week or the week before and and not much has changed. I'd just, I'd be very surprised if he leaves Manly. And I just think whoever signs him, be it Power or anyone else, is, um, is not going to get what they think they're going to get. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get that same player. Yep. He's um, fantastic player in a Manly jersey, and uh, and that leads to to representative honours where he's he's always um, performed very very well. But I just I don't know it's going to translate into a different club. Three-year deal starting from 2016 is fucking retarded because he's going to be, like, well into the twilight years. Can you imagine, this year he's playing with a fucking bicep torn off and he's going okay. I mean, nothing spectacular, but he's going all right. Next year, do you think you'll get more return than that or less? Well, I mean, he's a fit guy. Yeah. I mean, if he gets his body right, he looks after himself pretty well. Um, I've got no, no doubt that he'll... He'll play out those years, but whether it's three years same, after twenty six, so yeah. like he'll play another four years. There's every chance that he won't play sure. that long. Um, you know, guys like that, he plays plays the game very, very hard and very, very tough. So um, he does put himself in harm's way as far as injury goes. Uh, there's a lot of miles on his body and a lot of hard, a lot of hard miles <laughs> as well. He's yep. he's um, he's never been one to to do it really easy on the field. So. Um, is it smart recruiting? I don't know. In the short term, they get a, a benefit and a, and a flow on to the younger forwards, and he probably shows them a bit of work ethic and um, professionalism, and, and shows them what winning is about. He knows he knows a, a thing or two about that. So yeah, problem um, is though. I mean, you know, with guys like Hopper Junior. and um, Jared Hayne, big money guys. Absolutely, they're um, going to be paying what my minimum six hundred. I just a season. That's he talks about wanting to provide for his family. I just, I think he, he's if he's only looking about the extent of his playing career and and trying to extract every last dollar out of that to provide for his family. I think he there's a serious oversight there. I think he's trying to extract every last year out of it because I'm pretty sure that Manly made him a two year extension offer for one point two million dollars, which is six hundred a year over two years. That's apparently what the Eels are going to pay as well, except they want to throw an extra year on there as well, you know, yeah. so... But with Manly, you couldn't tell me that they wouldn't find a job for Watmo in the in the club somewhere. Yeah, not anymore. Sorry? Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. I mean, I think he's probably... And that's what I talk about is, you know, the way this is all playing out is damaging his legacy. Yeah, it's, and... He and, could um, have had a job for a long time after football and... And he's den- and he's denied this and he's denied it on Instagram and everything and acted very angrily about it. I've seen his wife on Facebook as well. 
uh, you know, very you know, angry and adamant that nothing's been signed. But I reckon, I'm, actually, I believe that it has been signed. And I think the reason why he was angrily refuting it was because the timing was fucked. Mm. You know, four days before a fucking semi. So, you know, we'll see when the finals campaign ends, whenever it does. I guarantee you, well, I don't guarantee you, but I'm, I'm pretty fucking certain. He could pull a Hasler. Three-year deal with Parramatta, fucking announced, and then it'll be up to Jeff whether he lets him out. You know, next year, or or you know, he has to serve out the next the, the last year. I'd, I'd extract next year out of him before letting him go to the Eels, and end up with an even shittier deal. But um, and Tuvi does have the 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 board's support, and they they already met and said whatever he decides in terms of player acquisition and you know retention and releasing people, we'll go with it. So he can make the decision on how valuable they are. And so, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. But you don't want a cancerous guy like, you know, look at the West Tigers falling apart. They won't release Robbie. So, <laughs> you know, the team's falling apart. So we don't want to go down that road either. Teflon. Just join the fucking <laughs> turn it back on me. Now, speaking about uh, the contract situations, the NRL contracting system is about to get uglier. The NRL player market is now officially a free-for-all as the November 1 rule does not exist. Players, agents and clubs were told in a meeting late last month they can sign any player at any time to a new contract because the November 1 rule is a myth. It will likely see clubs out of the finals make formal offers for stars playing in finals this month. Brisbane's off-contract stars Ben Hunt, Sam Thide and Josh Maguire can now receive formal offers from rivals, as can North Queensland's Jason Taumalolo. Now the November 1 rule is gone, an NRL star could sign a five-year deal one day and then another five-year deal with a rival club the day after. Previously, NRL clubs were told not to make contact with a player until that player is in the final year of his contract starting November 1. The uh, Paul Massey, the head of the NRL's accredited player agent scheme, told an agents conference last month the rule did not exist. While some managers and clubs were already flaunting the rule, they can now do it without fear of repercussion. So this explains how the Warriors could throw, you know, three years at Matai and, you know, all that sort of thing. It's just... It's just... It's a, it makes the the game a bit of a laughing stock, you know. Yeah. It diminishes, it diminishes a, a a contract. It diminishes what a club can hope to get out of a player. Certainly in the last stage of his contract. Yep. Well, he's got a, one eye on the on the the next big payday. It's, so many. It's good in the sense so of a player. Flaws. Like you know, who's at the peak of their game right now? Can sign a deal like you know for two years in the future. You know, it's good for player agents. Oh, it's very good for player agents. Fucking that goes without saying. But, you know, I think that these this player movements and the constant sniping about players and shit like that is that um, I think the fans get really shit, you know, really pissed off with it. And uh, and it, they get disillusioned when, you know, there's always talk of players going here and players going there and, you know, that kind of thing. So just, that's, yeah. You don't see that in... You don't see that in the NBA. You don't see it in the fucking NFL. You don't see it in the Premier League. The fuck would the NRL decide that that was a an intelligent rule to put in place? Yep. Yep. So I could play for the Tigers for the next four years, but next week I could sign a deal for three years with the Raiders. At the conclusion of the four years, At yeah. the conclusion of my existing yeah. contract. What the fuck are the fans going to say to that? Where's your Where's your heart going to be? Well, you know, you clearly look. You're just, doing a job. There's no loyalty in league. So for four years, your loyalty towards you know the Tigers has been paid for. At which point, it will cease to exist, and you'll you know. But what happens with you know people changing that too? Well, if you get the house of your dreams, at fucking you know 
Leichhardt or somewhere, you know, you're playing for the Tigers. So you get a house of your dreams at Balmain. You love the area. Your kids are in school there. You've signed a deal fucking for four years down the track with Canberra. This impending deal's approaching. The kids are happy. They're two years into their fucking primary schooling. You yeah. love where it is. Your wife's got a job nearby. And then you've got to fucking move up your ass down to the shithole Canberra. How's the doom approaching like when you're going, oh, fuck. Yeah. What have I done? What, have, what I was could I thinking? Have, I could have signed another three here where all the kids are settled and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's not good. Not. I, I just think it's a ludicrous decision. And um, again, another fucking Keystone Cops unprofessional yep. approach by the league. Yep. Now, finally, well, actually, not finally, we've got one more after this, but uh, Rugby League will take a play from the NFL by creating a talent spotting camp to help deliver budding stars to the NRL. Dubbed the Rugby League Combine Camp, the groundbreaking event will give emerging teenagers or late-blooming talents their shot at breaking into the big time. The Scouting Combine is a fixture in the US with the NFL holding an annual week-long camp where college players undergo physical and mental testing in front of NFL scouts and coaches and live television. Now the concept will be launched in Australia with 80 players to descend on the Gold Coast on October 2 and 3 to showcase their skills in a quest for an NRL contract. The event has the backing of the NRL's major sponsor Telstra and will add an extra dimension to the traditional model of unsigned players attending open day trials. Under the combined format held over two days, players will not only take part in match trials but undergo individual tests in specific areas to determine their strength, speed and skill. The RL Combine is particularly attractive to older players who believe their NRL quality but may have been overlooked by top-level scouts in their rookie years. Manly prop Brenton Lawrence, who made his NRL debut at age 26 after a nine-year wait, said he's a prime example of why the RL Combine camp can be a smash hit. This scouting combine will give a young kid or older bloke the chance to chase their NRL dreams. So there's no guarantee of an NRL contract, but if a player feels they're up to it, this is a pathway for them to impress NRL scouts if they have a dream to play first grade. I like it. It's positive. Um, what's the criteria for the kids getting in? Who picks them? Applicants will be divided into under 20s, which is 17 to 19 year olds, and opens 20 years and over. But as far as the, I guess, maybe you have to nominate or. The thing is, I mean, the, the founder of it's Chris Orr, who's the managing director of Pacific Sports Management. So it's not an NRL yeah. thing, it's a management company thing. I mean, what happens there? I mean, are you obliged to be a client of. Yeah, that company that or yeah I'm not sure how it's going to work and if it's only 80 players you'd think that there would be far more than that that would want to do it so there needs to be some sort of criteria as far as how they you know have to have a combine it's, it's a shame it's not an official NRL um sanctioned and, and yeah event that they're complete, completely owned and and overseen by the NRL uh which would would probably add to its legitimacy and um, and you'd be able to open it up to to far many more far more people. Yep, yep. But I like it as an idea. I like it. Yep, same. And uh, finally, Willie Mason on the field playing for the Knights against the Dragons. Scrum's looking to pack down, and uh, this is what he had to say to him. He's need some front rowers, you cats. <laughs> You need some decent front rowers. So speak to Mary. Hey, where? Where are they? I can't see s. Hang on, I'm, I'm off soon. Get me back on, I'm freezing. I'm cold, I just want to go on because I'm cold. Just tell Wayne that. Tell Wayne I'm going to get pneumonia. That's fucking excellent. 
quite That's frankly. some prime sledging. Firstly, I mean, Sturlow, the producers, whoever was involved in the decision-making process to mic up Willie Mason, one, we salute you. We, Glenn and I, we salute you. Fantastic. The rugby league audience, we salute you. But, uh, yeah, pack up your desk because you're fucking out. <laughs> I mean, honestly, who would have thought it'd be a good job, a good idea to fucking mic up Willie Mason? <laughs> He's a very funny guy. He's got a great sense of humour and, and a quick wit. Um, I, I like it. I, th- I think, you know, it was a game that didn't mean too much. And, yeah. Um, you know, imagine some of the stuff. And he was on fairly in... good behaviour too. Sorry? He was on fairly good behaviour too. Like, he was funny, but he wasn't... Yeah. I mean, well, that's, you know, the stuff they've released that we can see. Yeah. You know, it's not too crazy. But, um, yeah, no, good job. Recaps. Thursday Night Football. The uh, Sydney Roosters 22 defeated the South Sydney Rabbitohs 18 at Allianz. Crowd of just uh, under 32,500, so a decent crowd. The Roosters 22 points came from tries from James Maloney, Daniel Tupo, and the Count, Anthony Minicello. Maloney, three from three conversions and two penalty goals. The Rabbitohs 18 came from tries of Dylan Walker, Alex Johnson, and Lottie Dakiri. Isaac Luke, two from three conversions and a penalty goal. If this were any other team, Sands, their halfback, Going down to to the Roosters, who, as we've mentioned in previous weeks, are, are on a bit of a slow burn and and certainly on an up upward trajectory. Um, and this this game actually, well, other than the Manly game, this this game put the Roosters in prime position for the minor premiership. Um, but if this was any other team losing a game like that, no one would be calling choke. It was you know it was a good hard game. South um, came back in the latter stages of the game to to really make a game of it. Couldn't quite get there in the end, but um, I just think the the Roosters were too clinical for South. Um, they were probably guilty of not being clinical for the full eighty minutes, which was probably their only blemish. But um, I thought Pierce Mitchell Pierce had a fantastic game. He played just like people at Channel Nine have said he's played his whole career. Um, for, for at least um, you know on on this one night, he proved yeah. them right. I don't know that I've seen him play that good in his whole career. Yeah, fantastic game. Um, but South probably with one one eye on the finals and um, with no Adam Reynolds to to steer him around and and they lost the advantage of his kicking game. Uh, it was always going to be tough for him. And then Mitchell Pearce come out and put on a bit of a clinic, Maloney. Um, and and the forwards gave uh, gave him great support as well and um, space for Minicello and Tuvasa Sheck and Kenny Dowell and those sort of guys. Um, it, it's it's actually a credit to South. It wasn't a longer night than what it was for them that they got so close in the end because um, there were times in that game where it looks like they were starting to slip off tackles and and the Roosters were making pretty good ground through the middle and the outside backs were were giving good penetra- penetration on the edges. Um, yeah, I was actually thought South might have, in, in the latter stages of the game, rather than coming back, might have conceded more points. But uh, they held strong and, and tried to make a game of it at the end. But ultimately, the Roosters too good. Yep, you said it. Unky D said, uh, Souths aren't going to get that minor premiership. Makes a nice set with the major premiership. They also aren't going to win. Uh, you fucking what, mate? 
Full credit to East. They gave 110%, backed themselves, dug deep. <laughs> Chapo. The last time Mitchell Pearce moved that fast, he was trying to grope a girl in a yellow dress. Hash, English is a slow cunt. Hash, LOL, it's ours. Is English... Someone said English has got a hip issue. Yeah, he's got a hip injury that he's going to basically have to, just have to play through, and it's uh, it's reducing his ability to train as well as reducing his effectiveness on field in a game situation. So. I tell you, that's a, that's a massive blow. If, if English isn't it, I mean, a seventy five percent Greg English is still fucking impressive as an athlete goes, but um, if he can't stride out to full pace, it's yeah. a, it's a really, you know. Big um, asset to South that uh, that is is going to go missing. So they're going to f- seriously feel the effects of that. The Ben Zed, promising signs. Yellow card was a difference. Expect a different outcome with Reynolds and Tio back. Hash not remotely worried. So the yellow yeah. card was a difference. So it's ref's fault there coming into play. Oh, well, I think they. It probably it it happened at Some a point. Consolation tries are fucking don't make it. You know. Don't tell the story of the game. <laughs> now you're just being a troll. Can we move on, please? <laughs> Shane Aaron Elvis, a South fan. Not even going to troll. Roosters were a better team. Full cunting stop. This cunting, when do we become like a synonym for like for fuck? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It just makes it extra People got though. potty mouse. Yeah. What's wrong with you people? Dashing Dan won. If I could time travel, I'd go back and kill whoever started this Pride of the League horseshit about Souths. Word. Some of that stuff is a little bit hard to take, but I don't know that that's, you know, that provides the uh, the platform to just universally hate South fans, Nathan. I just think that's a little bit... Oh, I, don't, I don't hate South fans at all. I just don't, I don't give a fuck about a South fan. I just hate the team. Oh, right. Does it, I, mean, I don't hate Dogs fans either. I hate their fucking team. And same for Storm. I've got friends of all fucking team allegiance. But... uh. There you have it. That's the revelation of 2014. Nathan has friends. I don't hate anybody. Well, plenty except of people to- hate you, Nathan, for to- including me. You don't fucking hate me. I hate you with you, the white-hot fury of the sun, can, Nathan. You can, try, you can try and be hurtful, but it's, it's not going to work on me. It's not going to work on you, big fella. I know you got love. Someone <laughs> <laughs> to take another pill. I hate Tom Greenberg, a fucking low-life piece of shit, though. <sighs> Next game, please, Nathan. Actually, let's just pause for a minute. I'll just tweet Todd Greenberg again. No. That fucking cunt. Um, Melbourne Storm 22 defeated Brisbane Broncos 12 at Amy Park. The crowd of just a fraction over 20,000. Storm's 22 came from tries to Ryan Hoffman, Cooper Cronk, double to Mahe Fanua. Cameron Smith, two from two conversions. Will Chambers with one. And the Broncos 12 tries to Ben Hunt and Jack Reed. Corey Parker, one from two conversions and a penalty goal. Ryan Hoffman with another try in a big game. He's got a real knack um, at all levels, um, test matches, origin, and club football, of, of getting across the try line when it really counts. Um, he's, of course, he's got some pretty handy players putting him through holes as well, don't get me wrong, but um, can run a line, Hoffman. Can run an awesome line, turn, turn game two in the State of Origin mm. series. I mean, you know, for a purple cheat, he's, uh, he's a fucking... Good player, and considering this is a guy that's you know gone, you know, sort of retired, you know in quotes, gone over to the retirement home over the sea, came back. Yeah, I honestly thought we, would, we wouldn't it. see wouldn't see much of him yeah. ever again. Yep. Um, here he is back. He's he's been a big part of the Origin win, and um, for the Broncos, 
Justin Hodges and Ben Hunt had Jekyll and Hyde games when they really needed to show their best form for 80 minutes in order for the Broncos to beat the Storm away from home. Um, unfortunately, a uh, few errors, an intercept from Hunt and a, and a costly error from Hodges, which led to the Cronk try, uh, made made it all too hard for the Broncos. They uh, they were game. They they defended really well. You would say they were brave, Nathan. They were so so brave. I wouldn't say so so brave. Maybe just, brave. Just, brave. Just, just plain brave. Just plain brave, yeah, not no so so brave, which no. is another level of bravery. Uh, but you know. To be all locked up at 65 minutes is, is a good sign for Brisbane, but um, uh, in the end, they were just a touch outclassed um, by the likes of, of Kronk. Uh, a borderline one-legged Cameron Smith, that ankle injury was pretty serious. and um, Keeping him out of the game this week? Officially? As far as I know, yeah. I mean, they might pull some shit like an hour before kickoff, but as far as I know, all the talk is that he's definitely missing the game, and they're, you know I've seen articles up saying, oh, you know, we'll back the fucking... The goal kicking of Will Chambers, you know, yeah, we rate him. What about you get us home? What about the rest of it? It's not just goal kicking. That's a bit insulting, yeah. Cam Smith. Yeah, be very surprised if he doesn't play. Yeah, well, they say not at this stage. I mean, yeah, these, you know, I mean, it is a time of season where people play a bit of fucking smoke and mirrors on their team lineups. But yeah, I think I, I think he's out. I've seen. I believe them. Now uh, we've got Hammers. Hodges is as safe at fullback as Rolf Harris is at a kindergarten. <laughs> Oh, that's so inappropriate. Unky D. Hard to muster any excitement in this game, even if it is first versus third. Asterisk. And asterisk means salary cap cheats all time rankings. Footy Facts 37. I think it's safe to say that B. Roberts has reasserted his dominance over Hunt in the Ben Power rankings. Jeez. Hash Alpha Dog. Hash Roberts Watch. And I cut down the tweets a little bit for the games because we had a lot at the top of the show too. Moving right along to Saturday. West Tigers, 26. Stunned the world by winning a game. <laughs> but it was against the Cronulla Southern Sharks, 10, at Leichhardt. Now, fucking Leichhardt Oval, you'll have a better memory than I. But Leichhardt Oval was the venue where you played Manly early in the season. Got how many there? 16? 16,000 yeah. in the pissing rain. 16,000 in the pissing rain. This time at Leichhardt, immediately it was against the Sharks. It was the last game of the season, last chance for the members and the fans to, to watch their warrior heroes go out and play. It's those brave... Brave. So, so brave heroes. 5,112. Hardy souls. Hardy souls. You get more people into the Orange Grove Hotel, main bar. Mm. Yeah, easy. Fuck me, dead. Tigers 26 came from tries to Mitchell Moses, Blake Austin, a double to Bodine, and Curtis Sirenin with a try. Blake Austin, two from four conversions. Curtis Sirenin with one from one attempt. The Sharkies 10 came from a double to Valentine Holmes. So that's... A, the fucking try scoring rate of that kid since he's come up. And Can Gordon, play. Yeah, Gordon, one of two conversions. Woeful conditions, as we just mentioned at Leichhardt again. Um, a bunch 11, of games 000, there this year. 11,000 more woeful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Um, fans are probably voting with their feet, I think, uh, with the, the bullshit that's played and been played out in the media with, with regards to the club. It's clear that uh, Manly fans travelled and uh, they travelled to Leichhardt oh, on that occasion. Fuck, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest feeling from this game, I have to say, is relief that the season was over. Um, it's been a rough old couple of months, I have to tell you. Um, I think, you know, to take a positive out of it, the, the Blake Austin... Um, Blake Austin had a, a pretty good game and, and some good footy from Mitchell Moses as well was, was shining lights for the Tigers, but um, it's hard not to think of what might have been, you know. They... Uh, they lost those six games on the trot 
when I said they were going to win six games on the trot, and if they just had to listen to me, they'd mm-hmm. probably be minor premiers. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. A dozen points or so. <laughs> but, uh, look. It's over now. It's over. It is over, and ended. I'm certainly licking my wounds. And and um, at this stage, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still on the downer. I'm not even looking forward yeah. to next season. I'm just... Just wondering what the fuck happened this yeah. season. I need an off-season, is what I need. You need an off-season away from rugby league? Yes. You're not going to watch the fucking representative stuff at the end of the season? Oh, I'll probably still watch it. Jackson will He's going to finish the next four or five weeks of the show and then be like, that's it. Bali. Okay. Yep, go to Bali. Fucking forget about it. <laughs> uh, Twitter. Unky D, official crowd of just over 5K. Half of them were injured and suspended Sharks players cheering their crippled buddies on. <laughs> And uh, Andy underscore Seags, huh? They won a game. Hashtags in decline is clearly over. I agree. <laughs> Fucking clearly not. It looked like, look, I'm not going to lie. Like half a dozen weeks into the competition, it looked like, yeah, it may have been over. But, um, and then it was the decliniest client, decline that ever, ever declined. declined. Exactly. Uh, Saturday afternoon, Canberra Raiders 33 to feed the Parramatta Eels 20. 13,706 the crowd. And uh, this one... The Raiders 33 came from tries to Jeremy Hawkins, Glenn Buttress, Bill Tupo, Paul Vaughan and Josh McCrone. Milford got himself a field goal. Croker perfect five from five conversions and one from one penalty goals. The Eels 20 came from a double to Ken Co. in, I believe, his last game for the Eels. Jared Hayne got a double and Sandow two from four conversions. It was all too much for Parra this season. I, I think they showed they're ultimately a, a touch off the best sides in 2014 and some of their results... Um, in the in the few recent weeks have have shown that um, it was just all too much to uh, to get over the top of Canberra in this game. They had plenty to play for, but um, come out some early errors and uh, the Raiders putting it on putting it on for Ricky three in a row to end the season, putting on the Rick uh, promising finish you know for for Canberra, but. Uh, Jack Whiten had a fucking outstanding game. Absolutely outstanding. and Earned his pay this time. Well, look, he might be getting paid a lot more in his next deal. Um, he may as well sign it now. Well, he can sign it for five years in the future. And, he could. Yeah. Think about where he wants 2019, to play. 2019, 2024. Yep, yep. Both exactly. contracts I got paid. Yep. No, he had a great game and... Uh, was heavily involved in attack, obviously, but also had some some uh, good involvement defensively at fullback, which I'm not sure is his natural position. But if they've played him in the halves, they've played him in the centres, and now yep. he's playing fullback. So, yep. um, yeah, if it wasn't for his pissy Gen Y attitude, that kid can play. <laughs> Glenn Buttress got off his nudie run in the last game of the season too. Yeah, I can't it was remember. A bit of, it was a bit of a uh, bit of a scrappy one, but he got there. Can't remember who it was that gave him that final pass, but they had plenty of support the other side too. They chose to they chose chose to go left, and uh, you know, luckily he got off the new run. He um he gave Milford one with the line wide open, and Milford, yeah. Milford was in support on the inside, and he gave it to him. He could have just run and dived over. Like, yeah, pretty unselfish play. He obviously doesn't mind nuding up. <laughs> uh, Hammers at uh, Rick's two year plan for Para finally comes to an end with a big fuck you. Paramount Eels all to fucking play for. All Just to play couldn't for. put it together. Yep. Blue underscore Beaver. 
What a great adver- what a great advertisement for any manly legends thinking of going to the Eels. Limp as granddad's old fella. Hash para doesn't matter. That's pretty limp. So I've heard. Saturday night, North Queensland Cowboys 30 to feed the mighty manly Seagulls 16. Up there at 1,300 teeth. Decent crowd though, over 22,500 now. And the Cowboys, their 30 came from tries to uh, Winterstein, double to Felt, Kane Linnett and Robert Louis. Can't be human. Four from five conversions to Thurston and a penalty goal. Uh, Manly had tries to Matai, Horro, Gutherson and two from three conversions to Jamie Lyon. I really like Tarek Sims as a player. and He has shown um, some real toughness in uh, in playing hurt and the uh, coming back from two broken legs. But in this game, Jason King really showed him that he's got a way to go in the hardhead stakes. Yeah. That was fucking that was that was, that was a fucking sickening collision though. Yeah, and just the point of of King's head, uh, completely accidental. Don't get me wrong, but the point of his head and the way that his spine was, you know, in alignment, it just it must have been just like hitting a fucking brick wall. There was no give. And I mean, there was no give from King, and, and no. Sims was out cold there for and, a second. And if you, yeah, and if you're going to run into, you know, someone like Tarek Sims with your head, I mean, I think Jason's going to be looking at fucking, you know, maybe some, uh, you know, his, his distinctions might drop down to, or his high distinctions might drop down to, like, you know, a, a distinction, or maybe like a credit for his next assignment. Well, maybe he'll just colour in in crayons for the rest of his life once he's retired. <laughs> um, I think the Cowboys were, were quite impressive in this game. I know that um, probably not a lot to take away from the game. Uh, from Manly's perspective, um, they're keeping their cards pretty close. Um, whilst North Queensland put the finishing touches on their attack, which looked fucking phenomenal. They just I just thought the Cowboys looked like they were playing in fast forward for a lot of that game and um you know, and, and good luck to them. I don't know that this was a um a fiercely contested battle, but um Manly got one eye on the finals and and uh you know, probably looking to to preserve a, a few of their better players, and but take nothing away from North Queensland. I thought uh, offensively they they just looked way too good, regardless of what Manly were going to throw up on the night, um, and it showed in the scoreboard. Yeah, I don't think Manly tanked the game, but I don't think that I think it was like a you know file that one into you know nice to have you know yep. would be nice to win, but I think the problem was. I don't think Tuvi really cared about the result, but I do think he would have cared about the way that they went about it. And I mean, there's some fucking ridiculous drop balls and they mm. probably only completed like 60% of their sets or something like that, which is just fucking unacceptable no matter how many fucking rookies you throw into the fray. I mean, they had a couple of first-timers in there making their debut. But fucking Jaden Hodges, I have got to fucking say, I mean, like I never had anything against the guy apart from his, famili- you know, his family relations, but... <laughs> I never thought in my life that I would see someone with the name Jay Hodges who wasn't an absolute fucking cunt. This kid is fucking amazing too. He's got, he's got, he's fast. His service from dummy half was okay. I mean, it was his debut. I mean, some of the passes were a little bit loopy, you know, and and a little bit slower. But I mean, it's not like Matty Balance throwing bullets either, Mm. you know. So, you know, I don't think. I mean, starting from dummy half, things like that. Teams that aren't ready. Teams, you know, late in the game. I mean, he's going to catch the motherfuckers out and go on some runs. Yeah. I mean, he's fast. And uh, he's got an impressive afro as well. I mean, there's just so much to like about the kid. <laughs> I mean, I'd like, you know, he'd, he'd be like, you know, sexual chocolate. You know, they take like the Maddie, sexy Maddie Ballon thing. And, you know, he's a successor. I mean, he's the dude that fucking, yeah, far more than Sam Thiday. But, um. Soul glow. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, he, he made my soul glow watching him play. It was fantastic. Oh, and, uh, I. Oh, 
fucking love the kid. And he seemed to be one of the only people on the field that was really having a genuine fucking dig to, you know, like, and like Gutherson as well. I mean, how fucking good is he going to be? People need to get released. He's fast. Fuck, he's fast. And, you know, he's got spectacular hair. I don't care what motherfuckers say. Now, um... He's possibly got the worst haircut in the history of haircuts. Oh, it's hard to know in motion on a football field. Let's, let's see him on the catwalk. It might look, it might look fucking fantastic. He might turn you. He might turn you gay. You never know. Oh. Gay. Of it. I now, cannot um, see that. Might turn you vanilla. Now, while we're handing out the fucking kudos, Jorge Tafua played a David Wolfman 2013 Grand Final less fucking performance and needs to be hooked. Dead set. That's it. You're fucking done for season 2014, Jorge. Get fuck out. Think about it over the off season. Come back better the end you're the most traitorous hypocritical human being in the history of fuckheads there's nothing hypocritical about that dude played a shocker needs to evaluate his performances simple you'll fucking watch someone like Blake Ageford run around you know for fucking and and, then people will wonder why doesn't that get cunt get hooked I mean he, he lets in two tries a game and eventually eventually the hook comes. It's too late to save a team's season, but it comes. But Jorge is clearly, clearly carrying a shoulder injury. The shoulder injury, apparently the brace he's got in there makes it difficult, you know, for him to move the way he wants to move and things like that. So, you know what? If you're not 100% and you've got fucking better options out there, down. you've got guys like Chase Blair and fucking Gutherson who are sensational and have not put a single step wrong in any of the appearances they've had this year. Dude, fucking get your body right. Because you can't go through fucking life in finals football limply contesting bombs or not even fucking jumping for them at all. That shit's not going to fucking cut it. So get someone in there who's actually healthy and is going to be able to compete at 100%. I mean, they might not have the tackle-busting ability and all that sort of shit, but they're not going to fucking let in two tries or whatever, which ultimately proved to be close to the difference of this fucking I've game. seen Tafua... Ha- make errors that have led to tries. I've seen him have, you know, other than errors, have a, a relatively fucking tired game where where he's not, or quite game where he's barely sided, um, yet he'll score one try and all of a sudden it's like... <laughs> You're fucking busting out the mariachi band and, and he's oh, the greatest yeah. fucking Mexican known to, known to man. Now all of a sudden they ship his ass out. Not ship his ass out. Just sit down ah, and get healthy. Yeah, no. Get healthy. The finals are no place to carry injured injured competitors. Because that should get fucking exploited. Because you're not playing against the fucking Tigers and the Sharks of the team. You know, they're gone. Now you're playing against the teams that are actually fucking good. You can't do you can't do this shit. You can't carry fucking injured players. So if he is legitimately suffering from a shoulder injury, you've what got... a cruel, cruel irony irony it would be if I stabbed you in the eye with this fucking transformer model. Why would you do that? Because that you just have to say, like, provocative and antagonistic shit. Like, oh, I'm not playing shit times like the Tigers. <laughs> Fuck. It just, it makes me angry. Why are you bringing up old shit? It's not that old. You only said it 30 <laughs> seconds ago. Stop living in the past, man. The bright new world of finals football. Can we move on from the Manly game now, please? Uh, Any other of your own players that you want to rag on? No, not really. Okay. But this shoulder injury stopped Jorge from getting into the... He had he missed games early in the season. I don't think he's ever been truly right from it. And he hasn't played many fantastic games. Like, he's played some okay games, and he's finished off some stuff that Matt High obviously gave to him. But, um, yeah, if you're not right, you're not right for finals, man. Fucking, come on. 
Dragon Punk 12. Surely with a capacity crowding, capacity crowding, this is the first time 13,000 teeth has lived up to its name. It's actually 1,300 teeth, and yeah, it barely crossed it. Lynn Shields, nothing makes me feel sicker than seeing the wife basher score. I agree. Oh, Andy underscore Seegs. Tafua's been horrible all year. Manly should ask Holy and get Gutho or Hojuju in so we can win again. Let's not, let's not go. He hasn't been horrible all year. He's been quiet for much of the year. Spectacular, you know, flashes. <sighs> Unky D. Jorge Tafua scored the greatest try ever seen in rugby league three weeks in a row. I fucking remember it. It yeah. still burns in my ears. Yeah, and you know what? That's great. If he didn't let tries in let's that game, let's fucking then... ship his ass out now. In that, if you know, if he scored, if he scored some magnificent tries three weeks in a row, I have got no doubt that I would fucking appreciate glorious tries. How many he let in in those games? If he let in none, that's great. He's plus one, isn't he? This game, he didn't score a try and he let in two. So you know, that's a minus two game. And I don't want to see negative fucking performances from players. Your balance sheet has to be either equal or positive if you're playing out in the wing. So says fucking super coach me. And if you can't fucking handle that. And get back to the fucking reserve grade. Look, how many fucking successful seasons have you had with it when a real rugby league team, Nathan? Zero. Let me tell you. This year, 2014, mm. new era. New era what? The new Post era, the, the new breed of the Springfield Panthers. I am a fucking super coach. Yeah, how would you know? You in don't count tries sense. in the kids. I know how it works. Yeah, yeah, you say yeah. that. You yeah, say yeah. you don't count yeah, tries. You don't but, count tries. You know. I can't award a fucking top try score. We don't count tries. BS. Unky D, now I know what it feels like to be a West Tiger supporter. Getting owned up in North Queensland. Newcastle Knights 40 to be the St. George Illawarra Dragons 10. Uh, just over 20,000 for Hunter. Good job, fellas. Knights 40 tries to BJ. Oh, sorry. Joey Leilua, Jared Mullen, double to Tamana Tahu, double to Sione Matautia, Dane Gago with one as well, Kirk Ely, six from seven goals, the Dragons, ten points came from tries to Brett Morris, Cole Stanley, and a one conversion from two attempts from Gareth Widdop. Some nostalgia in this game amongst a, a bit of a drubbing, as it turned out, for the, for the Dragons. Um, Willie Mason turning back the clock. A couple of... Uh, Vintage charges, one one in particular where he was just skittling everyone. Yep. Um, and then Tamana Tahu with the old dunk over the crossbar. We haven't seen that since two thousand and one. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I mean, Tamana Tahu. The best thing that he did was that fucking under under to up fucking tackle shoulder into the fucking yeah. ribcage of Jack the Bell and just had that little kid fucking spewing his guts up for a fucking minute. <laughs> Which is funny, and then every time he'd go, he'd bend over, and he'd be like, blah, and then the crowd are like, yay, and then he'd be like, then they'd be quiet again, then he goes, blah, yay, and every time he's fucking spewed, <laughs> the crowd's going up, well, it was fucking funny. It wasn't as funny as um as Willie Mason mocked up, but it was still pretty funny. Well, it's the first time I've seen that, too, like a dude actually is like... Can we just hold the Matadia family barbecues at, at Hunter Stadium now? They do like it. Fuck me dead. Can't put on a show, boys. Yep, yep. I reckon they'd probably half fill the joint just with people named Matauti or Matty Utai or whatever, depending on what sort of... You'd have to have them offsides. You couldn't, you couldn't get a proper count because people would be giving you... would have to have them offsides of the different. field yeah. and just, you know, take the hot dog cart over. Yep. Juicy go through some hot dogs with the Matautias. Yep. 
can eat those boys. Look at the size of them. <laughs> now, we had someone tweet us and say, look, you know, you, you guys, are, uh, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but basically said, you know, you guys are spastics. Uh, Dragons have won, like, you know, the last nine or something up there. Mm. And to so, that, yeah, it's fucking old boys' day. It's a powerful force. That's what I said. And sure enough... P.S. Dragons shit. Yeah, Dragons Except shit as well. Except when they play the Tigers. And, uh, yeah, the uh, Knights absolutely pasted them. So, uh, TBI Penguin, if that is indeed your real name. Fucking told you so. Do you have anything to say about this game else, else to say about this game? No, that's it. All right. Jet Knight, man. Big Dan. If the NRL Knights play like this next year, everyone else is in a world of trouble. Hash Knights on incline. Just relax, will you? We'll see. No oh, coach. Nothing game. Jeez. Sunday afternoon, 3 p.m. The side of something epic, and I wish I had been there for this. Gold Coast Titans, 19, defeat the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, 18. The doggies up 18 nil at half time. It's a crowd of 12,563, so we'll round that down for Titans' actual figures, and it probably would have been about 5-6. Titans, 19, tries to Khalifa Fifi Law. Anthony Don, Mark Minicello, Brad Takarangi. Zillman got himself a field goal. Aiden Caesar one from three conversions. Daniel Mortimer missed with his only attempt. So goal kicking was almost the fucking difference in this game. The Doggies 18 came from tries to Tim Lafayette, James Graham, Rennie Matua, conversions from Hodkinson three from three. I think this game was really another KPI showing the Dogs' days are numbered. Um, scraped through into the finals, but looked to be nothing more than cannon fodder at the moment unless they yep. can turn things around with their confidence. Um, and, the, and the style of footy they're playing. 18 nil up at half-time, Des. Um, by all reports, was, you know, a bit of stuff to work on, but was was happy with how things were, were, were heading, and then all hell broke loose, and they yep. go, go down by a point um, to Will Zillman, the man, as always. We've got some listeners to show the huge Zillman fans. None more uh, so than Mup 23. Exactly. I mean, he's he's got a life-size Zillman doll that he caresses every evening. But um, cool as you like, Zillman. Yep. Potted the field goal and won the game. The dogs all dropped their heads and um, they do live on to fight another week, but they're not going to get very far if they turn in performances like this. This is one of the biggest, you know, fan-based turning things I've seen geez like doggies fans but it's fucking smashing them too and um it's funny they, just, they can fucking turn on the team they can turn the team like I don't know I don't see much I mean what happens with West Tigers when they lose you get a lot of guys oh, smashing them. people go retarded yeah. we get the occasion like when Manly lose you get the occasional real like fucking wet blanket like Unky D and he's just like all fucking doom and gloom and like I'm not saying I'm the most fucking positive person in the thank world thank god because I tell you you're a goddamn liar Oh, I'm, not, I'm not the most positive person in the world but I mean like fuck you don't go like just like massively like turning on the team and going oh fucking you know doom and gloom but doggies fans were kicking them fucking hard and I can understand the best part is where people you know chuck in their memberships and burn their jerseys and stuff it's good times yeah that almost happened for this doggies one insanity and I can understand you being disappointed, but you're still in the finals, guys. You can fight, you know, live another day. But I think what really establishes that Hasler can't coach anymore. <laughs> and he's going to load these fuckers up with back-ended contracts for useless cunts. And then, you know, three or four years, Doggy's getting a spoon. I reckon. Hasler will fuck off. He'll be gone. He'll leave at the end of his contract. I don't think his performances have been such that, uh, you know, he deserves like the blank check that he was given to come over initially. He'll probably head back to Manly, that. would he? Fucking not welcome. 
not welcome. You can go to fucking Canberra and replace Rick because I mean, Rick hasn't got much time left, surely. He's probably got to about round six. Could be right. Okay, Twitter, you fucking what, mate? Can't flim flam the Zim Zam. <laughs> hash Ennis Karma, hash Reynolds Karma, hash Zilman is love. <laughs> Zilman is love, I like that. What even is that? <laughs> it's love, Nathan. Yeah, the first time I've ever, ever seen Zilman and love combined on Twitter. Because usually it's hated. Usually it's like, oh, fucking Cardi put fucking Zilman at fullback. We're going to lose against Sack Cardi. <laughs> Except it keeps happening with Henry. <laughs> Michael Darren, 79. I hope Hasler put James Graham in business class and sent the rest of the Bulldogs back to Belmore by coach. It's a shame he's going to have that bite in the grand final on his resume, James Graham. Cause oh, dirty grub, filthy pom. He's a fucking good player. He's a good player, but you know you just can't overlook the, the you know the fact he's a he's a he's a grub on a you know Billy Slater esque level. Penrith Panthers twenty two defeated the New Zealand Warriors six on Monday night slash Sunday night football. Crowd of just over thirteen and a half thousand, which must be a ground record for Penrith the way they've been going. But uh, the Panthers twenty two came from tries to Sigiaro, DWZ with a double, Matt Moylan, Matt Moylan. Uh, Actually, he missed with his field goal. He got two. Jamie Sow got two four conversions and one from one penalty goals. The Warriors six. Try to Manu against the run of play. Big run. Fucking must have been close to the length of the field. Sean Johnson, one from one conversions. Conversion. Warriors with it all to play for. They only had to win or lose by less than three points, and they're in the eight. Turn up, and guns. They what? turned it in. Turned in a, a performance that was more black order than Sierra Le- Sierra Leone. Um, Penrith, 26 weeks, soft draw is over, Nathan. What are you going to say now? Made well, I actually, su- I actually suggested to them that perhaps they could author a song to commemorate their finals campaign. And, like, I wasn't going to do it all for them because I don't give a shit. But I th- offered them the suggestion that perhaps they could, the chorus could be soft draw number four or soft draw top four times four. You know, just do that four times. That's your chorus. You just make up the rest of the song and the music and everything. I think the Panthers, uh, given, given their injuries, um, and given that they've, they've had to play the fucking same teams everyone else has played, you nufty, I think they've uh, done a great job. They're well coached. Got some real uh, real assets in that team. Idris is starting to really fire. Um, and, yeah, their forwards are fairly unheralded. Guys like Plum and, and Docker and... McKendry and guys like that. Fuck, they can hit. Yeah. If you played Penrith the next morning, you are guaranteed to be waking up with sore ribs. Yeah. Tough, tough guys. Great defenders. Um, do lack a little bit in the in the skill department, but um, come you know if it gets into an arm wrestle and you got those bloke, your first three rucks you're hitting Plum, Docker, and you know some of these other blokes. Fucking Jesus, McKendry and. You wouldn't really want to be doing that. Imagine if the first two times you hit the ball every time you knew you, you, you know, you two of your blokes are going to get smashed by Docker or Plum. Sat on your ass every time. Um, I think Penrith. One of my favourite Bill Simmons articles of all time. He, he talked about. Um, I think it was the NFL playoffs, and he said that. I think it was New England. They were entering the realm where you know no one, no one believes they can do it. No one believes that they can win 
um, these finals games and, and take out the premiership. And uh, I'm not convinced that Penrith will, but um, they do have the mentality that that no one does believe in them but themselves. And that's a pretty powerful th- thing in sport. And, um, you know, at this late stage of, of the season when it's it's getting, you know, people are playing for sheep stations now, it's getting serious. That psychological edge could go a long way. Fucking no one likes us. We don't care. It's been fucking trademarked. Expect to hear from our lawyers. And you were talking about, you said something about, oh, fucking, you fucking nufty, talking about soft draw. Motherfucker, I've got statistics right in front of me. Oh, this will be interesting. They've played nine games against the top eight all season. Right. Roosters have played 11, Manly 13, Rabbits 12, Cowboys 10, Storm 12, Dogs 13, Broncos 12. They've played the least number of games against the top uh, the top uh, eight sides, and they have the third worst percentage. The only people who have a worse winning percentage against top eight sides are the seventh and eighth sides, Dogs and Broncos, as you expect. Both of them have played like three and four games more games against the top the top eight. So I'm not making fucking stuff up. This is cold hard facts for your ass, <laughs> motherfucker. So <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> the only team they have a winning record against. Is the dogs? Sorry, eight. well that's two and zero. Oh, that's perfect record. They played two games against the dogs, so two of their games against the top eight sides were against the seventh side. That's an absolute fucking shambles. So real, realistically, their percentage should be a lot worse. I mean, particularly they've they've enjoyed they've enjoyed particular ass rapage from um, the Melbourne Storm, where they've been unsuccessful with two two games, and you know the rest have been you know they only played Manly East and South once and lost those games so against the top four it's even grimmer to the extent that they actually haven't won a fucking game against the top four side I wouldn't say you were as anti-Panthers as you are anti-South but uh, I'm not anti-Panthers at all but I just think and and the irony the irony that Danny Tequila would put our shirt on yeah do you think she would have put our shirt on if she had heard the way you carry on about fucking Penrith every week oh tough draw all I Who would say, cares? they're in the top four, they deserve to be there, and you are such a fucking dick sucker on these fucking teams. Like, you, you, you've been you've been smashing the fucking listeners for so long. It's like you fucking you've, you've had your come to Jesus moment. And you're just trying to get as many of them in your fucking mouth at the same time as you no, can. Not at all. Not at all. I'll, I'll smash people continually where it's where it's warranted. But I think the Panthers. I, don't, I like watching the Panthers play. And I think they've, you know, they've had a fuckload of injuries uh, to key players, and they've still managed to make the top four. They, sh- I think that's a pretty fucking good effort. Yep, I mean, you that's look at my own really side. For my own side, fucking, we had injuries as well, and and struggled to make the top fourteen. Be interested to see what the. Uh, I only have the top eight stats. So I'd be interested to see how many times you played the top eight and what your record was. I bet you, you played more games against the top eight than Penrith did. Harder draw that, and you couldn't do it with the injuries. That's not your fault. You, did, you didn't have a soft draw, Glenn. Okay? See, I wouldn't have gone to that diatribe against Penrith then if you hadn't fucking like tried to call me out as if I was making shit up. But, I mean, yeah, I got that's the, what you do, Nathan. Got, you I make shit up because you get that stupid look on I your face. The, and I got the fucking yeah, facts. Look at me. I'm trolling again. Can't got, wait to see what they say about this. I've got the facts in front of me. Fuck cold, hard facts. So, uh, yeah. Now, I'm sure Penrith nerds will come up with a spreadsheet that will all conflict that. And come up with a fucking big cup of shut the fuck up. Tall Hayden. Jamie Soward is only 29. I was almost certain he'd been a cunt for at least 35 years. Ah, pop. Cunt is uh, like dog ears, aren't they? Schwank of essence. 
That panther growl every time Penrith do something half decent is almost as annoying as Jamie Soward. You know what's that fucking really annoying? Is. Ever been to um, 1,300 fuckheads or whatever that stadium is called up there? No. So what we were doing dairy farms last time you were dairy up there, Dairy farms, right? They have more fucking mascots than you can poke a stick at. How many do they have? There is a cow. There okay. is a fucking blue healer dog. Yeah. There is a fucking... Is it an actual dog or like a person in a suit? No, like a person in a suit. Okay. And took offence to me cheering for the Tigers and jumped the fence and, and pretended to piss on my head. I'm told that story before. Um, Did you belt them? Sorry? You belt them? No, fucking... Why are you going to let a fucking, some cunt in a fucking, you know, fucking, all, big, good fun. a big fucking suit try, you know, you want to piss on them for real. Well, it's just a bit of fun, Nathan. This is what happens. You get into a bit of a band of people have fun. You don't have to go urinating on other people <laughs> in dog suits. <laughs> Fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> that cunt screwing the nuts. Yeah. Um, there's a, did I say the cow? There's a cow. There's a fucking uh, blue, blue healer. There was... I want to say a SpongeBob for some fucking reason. I don't. I don't really. Oh, that know like sponge, the Coral Home SpongeBob down the Titans. They got the SpongeBob. Yeah, something yeah. like yeah. There's heaps. Titans have got a fucking lot too. They got like yeah. big, big Titan, giant Titan. It's every titan, bit of that. And then at the end, pig. they play some because it's Townsville and everyone listens to country music where every song sounds like the fucking last. Fucking playing some like to rev the crowd up. Everyone's like, here's shit. some banjo music. Yeah. And then fucking and like, yeah, hi, yeah, hi, my name's our pops. We love Howdy, this music, Paul. I hope Robert <laughs> Louis kicks me in the face with his spurs. <laughs> you shut up, Ma. Do you like Robert Louis? <laughs> Have we successfully lambasted our pops enough? Or? Don't make me get a case of breezes in the bill, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my Walshing stick? Yeah, no, but I would think his point is really. Per- that, I mean, I've never been to fucking Centrelink Stadium to see a Panthers game live, or a home a home Panthers game live. Centrelink Stadium, but fucking you're a fucking cockhead. But this, <laughs> I wish it was still centre bit. I wish it was because I could use it even more. But you know, but that Panther growl even on TV is fucking annoying. The the Penrith ground announcers copped a fair bit of flack over time too, wasn't it? Wasn't it yeah. that guy from the radio, Mike Goldman, or wasn't it him? No, no that's Manly Grant Grant Goldman. Mike no. Goldman, Mike Goldman hasn't done the ground announcing for anywhere, has he? Oh, I thought he. Yeah, I thought it was someone like fucking Scott something or John O. John Scott. Who knows? No. Um, the point is, Panthers top four deserve to be there. Good on. <laughs> We're in the middle of the tweets. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the Panther crowd, you fucking dildo. Mickey T, 1985. Don't care what happens in finals. So proud of this team. The injuries the last seven weeks and to show character, we have been awesome. So brave, Michael. So brave. Mickey T is the guy that retweets everything positive that he sees about fucking from other Panther fans. And, and just and quite frankly, makes timelines terrible places Mickey to look at. Mickey T is a man that walks around in a pile of his own fucking slop that comes out of his hair. He's gonna yeah, he's gonna lose his retweet privileges if he keeps retweeting dumb cunts. Just saying. Shana eighty six. Very proud of another brave in capitals. So brave. effort. Special shout out to the kids on Family Hill trying to find their real fathers. Because <laughs> <laughs> of course this game took place on Father's Day on Sunday. Uh oh. Earth Boy seventy five. 
Has the Panthers' soft draw even helped the Broncos make the finals? <laughs> Some people would say it is so. <laughs> Although the Panthers, what they do with the Broncos? I mean, I remember there was that one fucking tragic one where they, well, they only got them once. That was that one game, the field goal game. Okay. So that's it. You had enough? Uh, you want to you get on your knees and gobble on the Panthers a little bit more? No, nah, I'm, I'm done, mate. I'm done. All right. Previews for round one of the finals and Friday Night Football. The mighty Manly Sea Eagles smash the South Sydney Rabbitohs at Allianz. Oh, home ground advantage. Don't you fucking love it? You toil all season to get it and there you go. So, Brett Stewart's been named to uh, overcome his quote-unquote rolled ankle. Uh, Tafu is still in the side. Brenton Lawrence makes his return from a quote-unquote rolled ankle. Um, otherwise, side's pretty much 1 through 17, as we've seen in the last couple of weeks. Adam Reynolds comes back into the side for South from uh, suspension, yeah? Mm-hmm. And as strong as that Seagull side looks, got a little bit of a... I just... I think as much as people are bleating about the, the home ground advantage or lack thereof, um, they've known... They've known all season that this was going to be the case, so... Um, people aren't aren't acting surprised about it. It's got nothing to do with how long the night is going well, to be. It's why, a bullshit. Why are they carrying fucking, on about it? Because it's a but, fucking bullshit situation. The fucking home final. You fucking all the teams strive all year to get Nathan, themselves high enough up the ladder. You win when you want, finals. mate. You win yeah. when you want. Fucking shut up and talk, you can talk when I'm finished. Now I'll fucking talk this whenever fucking, I want. You fucking talk when you're fucking told. Now. This fucking home ground advantage. Teams strive all season to get into a position where they earn a home ground a home ground advantage. Teams have their home grounds, and for the most part, I think the Titans are maybe an exception to this. But otherwise, I mean, I think it's pretty standard that the home ground is a place where a team, you know, has more of a chance to to win due to whatever, whether it's some kind of hoodoo crowd, you know, whatever it is in their favour. Manly finished second, earn a home ground advantage. The ground is fucking. <laughs> miles away from where they are and far closer to the team they're playing. Can't use their own ground announcer. Can only have one mascot on the field. Can't use all their mascots. So, in every fucking possible way, it's not even close to being a fucking home have game. Have you got a cow and a blue healer as well? As an eagle? No, but we've got Ellie and we've got Eagle. To start with, we can only use Eagle. Ellie can't come. Oh. It's fucked up shit. What are little girls going to do? They got their mascot, little girls. Yeah, it's just it's fucking it's ruining it for families as well. Quite frankly, the NRL, and um, apparently he's going to be the Bulldogs announcer, Steve Allen, who's going to be doing who's oh, you know, b- awesome. by order of the NRL. You know, he used through, to work at Manly, surely. You know, through through best mate, fucking Todd Greenberg, that low life piece of shit. Um, so yeah, every single advantage of a home of a, of a home final has been negated. So I agree with you, Nathan. I think South will win as well. So you know, people would say, you know. Manly, you know, looking too tired. There's too many injuries, you know. There's some big losses in there. You know, Matty Ballin, Jamie Bura. That's so, you know, it's just so hard for them to come back. I mean, South, unstoppable. The forwards are unstoppable. The backs are scintillating. Um, you know, Manly, there's nothing left in the tank. They're tired. <laughs> they got no chance of winning this game. Um, you know, they're going to have to do it the hard way. You know, they're going to Hodges didn't week. seem to be much of a slouch in defence either, eh? 
Yeah, fucking doing, mad doing fucking his... beaver playbook, slicing motherfuckers down around the legs and shit. I love that. But you know, he's a rookie and he's no he's no Matt Balance. I mean, you know, yeah. South's got the massive advantage here. Home ground. I mean, they've got all the momentum as well. The Rabbitohs too, and you know, they're 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 the pride of the league. They are. And Manly, and Manly. And look, don't. let's face it. When when South are going well, rugby league's rugby going league's well. going well. And I mean, you know, and South are going to go so well on Friday night, and, and Manly did not stand so, a fucking so well, so 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 well. so well. And Manly don't stand a fucking single chance of winning this game. I agree. South thirty. That is what a fucking imbecile retard cunt with no fucking idea about football would say. And now me. let's get onto the real. That's yeah. what I would say as well. And now let's get onto the real shit. <laughs> let's get onto the real talk. Manly own these fucking cunts in finals. These choking bitches. They can. We'll, we'll spot them. They, we spotted them fourteen points last time and fucking got them. We'll spot them twenty this time. Fucking thirty. Who gives a fuck? It doesn't matter how many points they score. Manly, you're going to score more points. These motherfuckers mentally are not there. They've got Lottie Takiri in their side. That motherfucker's going to leak tries like fucking, you know, he's going to make Torhey to fool last week look like fucking some what motherfucking spectacular. would you do if Lottie scored a hat-trick against Manly in a finals game? It's, it's not would you give happen. up it's, on life? No, I wouldn't give up on life. It's fucking game football. I mean, you know, would I be happy about it? Fuck no. And the worst thing is you couldn't be like totally happy about it either because it didn't happen for you. You'd be like... give up on life myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd probably hurt you more because, I mean, you couldn't do it for your guys. But um, the fact of the matter is, you know. We own these guys. They can't fucking play in finals football. I mean, they got the yips last week. They had the yips the, the week before. I mean, they're fucking scared, and rightfully so. They can have all the advantage. They can have the fucking, you know, glory, glory song pipe through and their fake crowd noises pipe through. I mean, fuck it. It's their home game, isn't it? They can have all that shit. Don't give a fuck. We'll take that. Eat it. Whatever you got. Fucking bring it. Manly got this game. Fucking easily. They mean fucking keeping keeping the covers. They take the fucking covers off. You know, fucking switch out the old fucking uh, Hyundai XL fucking gearbox. Throw the fucking Lamborghini on seven speeds and just fucking blow these cunts away. And uh, you heard it here first. And no, on so Saturday, two dollars eighty-five. Roosters take on the Penrith Panthers. Two dollars eighty-five. The more you fucking put on, the more you get back. Simple as that. Take your kids to a fucking holiday to Disneyland. You'll have so much fucking money after Manly storm home in fucking absolute glory. And these South cunts, oh, they're gonna want to fucking pull their knives out and start fighting cunts while they're high on fucking metho and whatever else these fucking inbreds are into. I tell you, can you can you stop, please? I could Just go all. I could really, go all. I could go all night. It's really fucking annoying. It's <laughs> annoying for me and these poor cunts that have to. Yeah, but you're it. a South sympathizer. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm, I'm like fuck the NRL, fuck Channel Nine. Yeah. You don't get what you want again. I just like you hate so much about the game, yet you fucking put so much time into doing a podcast about it. I just don't get it. It's I don't hate the game. It's a fucking great. You game. hate the game. I, I, you I, hate I the just, game, mate. Stop hating the game. The, I love the game. I love the Can game. Can we start talking about the Roosters Panthers game? Because uh, I'm a Panthers sympathizer as well, apparently. Yeah, you, you really, you fucking are. Okay, Sydney Roosters take on Penrith Panthers on a five, what, 550? Is that, is that correct? 550. 550, fuck. Oh, it's a double header. It's a double, yeah, 550, yeah. Well, Why not 530, though? They list them at 530, and now they're starting at 550. Maybe I do hate the game because they can't fucking get the kickoffs at the you right time either. You hate everything. You hate the game, you hate life, you hate people. Oh, I fucking love life, and I love people, except for those that support. Souths <laughs> and dogs, Storm, <laughs> Todd Greenberg, low life piece of shit. Um, <laughs> where were we? Sydney recently. <laughs> yeah, fucking Shane Haynes refereeing our game too. Talk about fucking rigged. Um, okay, now 
back to this game. I don't have the East fucking lineup in front of me because it's about six thirty when it's I It's fairly this. standard. Let me tell you. Oh, they're, the, they're the most useless motherfuckers at um. Now Napa's cop two weeks. I know that. Yeah. What was the outcome of um Guerra? Do you know? Did uh, he get off? No, I haven't heard. Okay, haven't heard. has he been named? No. Hasn't been. No. Okay, so maybe he's he's out then. Okay. That's, uh, that's all happened while we've been recording the show. That's all. I think it might be a, a mountain too too tough for the pennies. I think the Roosters are, are building nicely, and and as much as I'd like to see Penrith win, I think uh, I think the Roosters might be just a little bit too classy, and in a bit too good a form at the moment. And um, as much as they've been building towards the finals, I think now that the finals are here, they'll take it up a notch. And um, I think we've 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 spoken about Penrith before that they they played to a certain level, um, but they struggle when you know they play the better teams that can you know keep raising that bar, so to speak, and I think the Roosters are one of those teams, and, and they'll win a, a pretty close battle. Aiden Guerra took the early guilty plea, so you'll miss this game just the one week. Okay. Look, you know, soft draws have a way of catching up on teams, and um, the Roosters, they're in form at the moment. Panthers, it's not to say the Panthers are out of form either, and they're obviously well oh, coached. Oh, just had such a soft draw. They're a, well co- they're a well coached side. I mean, you know, they can only play the sides in front of them, and sure, when they come up against the top four sides, they, they invariably lose, and... Just coincidentally, in this occasion, they're going to have to play a top four side. So it's unfortunate for the little pennies. And like, I'd, I'd love to see the little pennies win because you know I've, I've got a soft spot for the for the Penrith nerds. I mean, because they, they the Penrith nerds they've been subjected to fucking of such such horrible team for so long. They're, they're quite they're quite humble about you know the recent success, which is nice. Which is a bit like myself with the Tigers. No success to speak of to be humble about, though, Glenn. But I hope you are when it happens, if it happens. But, you know. That's very hurtful. Look, it's hurtful to me, too. I don't like seeing you suffer. What about those heady days of 2010, 2011, when we made the finals? There was real hope and a glimmer in your eyes back then. It really was. You used to come and and A lot come, of shit talking. You used to come over here with a fucking, you know, you didn't have to put asterisks on shit back then. No. They were the good old days. There was chances of undefeated seasons and premiers and all that sort of stuff. Lottie, Lottie, hat trick beckoned every time. And sure, you, took... you were still the same fuckhead then that you are now. So look but how nice I'm being. It was so different. You. It was so different because the Tigers were winning. I didn't care. Yeah. Now it's so much more painful. Not winning as much. Fucking constant bullshit. It's a shame that you haven't you Stay haven't collected a collected a premiership. Fans. In, uh, in the whole time we've been doing the show. It, it really is, Nathan. It's very sad. Let's move on. My team's made the finals every year. Won a grand final. Been in two. It's, it's time for another tablet. Can you please take one? <laughs> so anyway, the Sydney Roosters are going to win this game, but I mean, I, I feel bad. I feel bad for the little pennies, their supporters. But um, you know, has to come to an end eventually, and they've done very well, and they've been brave, so brave. They've so so brave. So so brave. But at the end of this, they're probably going to look a little bit like Shunter's ankle. Yep. Sad. So so sad. North Queensland Cowboys take on the Brisbane Broncos up there at 1,300 teeth. It's the 7.30 game, so of course it starts about 8. And <laughs> Ben Cummins. Ben Cummins. Oh, the great man. Refereeing a Broncos game. Oh, welcome back, Ben. Just a week later or like two weeks later. <laughs> two weeks. Is a quick quick turnaround in uh, the... Uh, and in the another so- ludicrous decision. <laughs> Sideline side officials, Steve Carell and Brett Sutter. So we've got the fucking hilarious star of 40-year-old virgin on one touchline. <laughs> and we've got the fucking, we've got the, the the gay guy that isn't the big fat dude out of Modern Family on the other, on the other sideline. I just, the Cowboys have had two 
fairly controversial exits from the finals the last two years running. And uh, a referee that's probably looking to make up for a bit of a howler against yeah. the Cowboys' opposition this uh, in his first game back after being demoted. demoted. Mm-hmm. So uh, good luck with that. I think regardless, the Broncos are going to win. Really? Yep. In Townsville? Yep. Where they haven't won in fucking ages. Fuck the, cow- fuck the Cowboys. You know what? my point. I want to say hand on my heart. I, I wish and pray that the Cowboys do not get knocked out by some crazy shit. Some, you know, refereeing fuck up. I hope they don't lose this game. I don't care shit. how the cow- I don't care how the Cowboys get knocked out. Yeah. I, honestly, it could be the most the most controversial or the most graphic refereeing blunder in the history of rugby league, and I will not shed a tear. Oh no, you're right. No, I apologise. I fucked up. They've got an elimination game, so I was actually going to say, yeah, they can go out next week. But you're right. Like, you know, yeah, but them getting knocked out with the with the the flip side of that being that Brisbane are alive in week two. No, fuck that. North Queensland Cowboys win this week, then they play someone good next week, and then seventh tackle happens or fucking hand of fuzz or you know one of those good ass things that just make them fucking just implode with rage, and then they go like, why? And we say because you signed Robert Louis, you exactly. dumb cunts. Exactly. Boom, Louis Karma. I'll never tip the Cowboys. Uh, to move another step closer to premiership glory whilst Robert Louis is inside. So Look, I'll, Broncos I'll tip 13 they, plus. I'll, I'll tip them if I think they're going to win and I'm mean, involved in the competition where, you know, I want, I want to win. But do I want them to win? Never, ever, ever. And in fact, you know what? I don't want them to win a game ever again, even after Louis in his fucking cold, cold grave. Like, I just think that this is unforgivable and it never and never forget. Ever. I hope that, I hope that, that Killer can tell his great-grandson what these fucking pricks did. <laughs> and that's why he hates them. It's <laughs> 50 years down the track. And then that little great grand is in 150 years of hate if they haven't folded from Louis Karma somehow manifesting before then. You know, touch wood in my lifetime. I still think they're going to win. I think they're going to fucking destroy the Broncos, to be honest. The Broncos didn't even Bradbury into the finals. I mean, like they Bradbury... If, if, if Stephen Bradbury, that last lap, the other teams fall over... And like with the Bradbury thing, it all happened in like the last sort of 20 metres of the course. And then he's sort of just gone and skated through because he was so far behind. This time, the other teams fall flat in their face at the start of the last lap. The Broncos fall over 10 metres after that. And somehow, momentum just carries their fucking top of their helmet over the finish line all the way around as they slide on their fucking belly, grazing their entire face up. That's how... That, that's what point is, yeah. they made the finals. Well, that's 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 what they'll take away from it. They'll be like, ha ha, the streak. Oh, we're back. What streak? You know, one, this, year, like, the one in a row. Over, yeah, just, yeah, no, the streak's a over. A lot of people make a big deal about one in a row. That one in a row is sensational. Fucking T-shirt, fucking mate. Yeah, check them out over there. Spectacular. You want one? Nah. You sure? Positive. I'll give it to you for five bucks. Melbourne Storm on Sunday, <laughs> 10 past four. Take on Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs down at Amy Park in a true home ground advantage for the Melbourne Storm. Exactly. And uh, much look, like the home ground advantage, the Warriors, the, sorry, the, the Cowboys and uh, the Roosters enjoy. <laughs> I um, I think Storm are going to put forty on the Bulldogs, easily. Yep. Controversy abounds in this game too. You have got Matt Chechen on the field. You have got video referees. You got Steve Steve Useless Clark and Luke Cockeyed Patton. So there's going to be hilarious refereeing decisions made in this game. Can't wait. 
But regardless, Storm are going to kill him. The doggies are the dogs. It's hard. It's hard for me to describe how fucking dead the Bulldogs are this season. How little chance they have of progressing past the fucking fifth minute of this game with any hope. And you know what? I look forward to uh, to watching them get thumped. There's karma. They deserve it. And uh, you know, Melbourne Storm. I'm not even going to pretend this is an AIDS versus cancer battle. This one, it is. But if the 2012 grand final showed me anything, taught me anything, it's that against my better judgment, I couldn't help myself feeling more that, you know, glad that the Storm won that game and we're winning that game through the game. So, uh, you know, I'm disgusted in myself, but, you know, it's a no-win situation. I hope the Melbourne Storm absolutely obliterate them. The only possible reason for a dog's win or, you know, possible acceptable scenario where a dog, where the dogs would win is just to get the Storm the fuck out of there because out of outside of the top four, they're the guys that have got the best record against top eight sides. Um, I think they may have the best or second best winning percentage. So they've done... They haven't beaten East this year, but I mean they've done well against Manly South and so they're a dangerous side. So to get their asshole out of the competition would be great, but it's just not going to happen. They're going to smash the dogs with no mercy. Yes. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll see Des Hazel sacked after that. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing, just like you have to give credit to the Storm in the sense that when you look at their side, I mean. It just doesn't resemble the fucking glorious. I mean, you got the spine, of course. You know the much, you know, vaunted spine. But otherwise, it's you know, so many ructions in like you know. The, the, it just seems to be that everyone around them seems to get weaker and weaker, like you know, each year. That's but they still uh, that's what coaches. happens when you have to, be, you know, operate within the salary cap. <laughs> I can tell me about it. Now, um, yeah, only four games. It's a bit sad. We're getting towards the end of the season. But uh. At the end of the day, despite all the Tigers' woes, there'll still be 14 teams that have won the same amount of premierships as the West Tigers this season. That's full time for episode 171. As always, you can act, interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. And uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. If you're on Twitter, Facebook, make sure you check out our post with uh, the lovely Danny and the um, the acceptable Shunter. Oh. And, and, hit, and hit the retweet button on there because, like, as a host of this show, and, you know, the, we've welcomed Danny as guest into our family. And I'm I'm embarrassed that she's not fucking landslide winning that, that competition. That people are showing favoritism towards our retarded cousin, <laughs> crippled cousin. Shana, Shana, I mean, you know, it's it's we've established from a, a long time ago that Shana's punching above his weight. He doesn't need it. He, do, yeah. he, he doesn't. He doesn't need, need this. the ego boost. He doesn't need this. He doesn't. He doesn't. And let's face it, Danny's gorgeous. She doesn't need it either. But she deserves it. <laughs> <That's what comes> <laughs> <to>. <laughs> And Shanta doesn't. So, there you have it. Good bloke. Doesn't deserve it. <laughs> now, speaking of doesn't deserve it, iTunes got fucking two reviews over last week. This one came from someone by the name of Deus X Macchiato. Now, I'd just like to point out Sounds first... Like coffee. Well, I'd like to point out first that the cunt can't spell Macchiato, so you're a fucking spastic in the first instance, cunt. The title, yeah, the title of the review is uh, Pathetic. One star. That's how it starts off, Glenn. Right. Not funny. Welcome aboard. Not funny. Full stop. Nothing to say. Full stop. No clue about the game. Full stop. 
Like the two drunk guys who won't shut up in the seat behind you on the bus talking shit way too loud because they think they're special. Full stop. Made me kind of sad. Full stop. Our show made you sad. By the sound of that, there's plenty of stuff going on in your life that's already making you very fucking sad. Ring up Darius and ask where he went for three weeks. You can get cured. You might come back and give us a better review. You see how I can't. <laughs> and you can't spell you can't spell your fucking username. What a fucking idiot you are. You know if you're fucking going to come at us, you've got to come correct. And you've got to make sure your shit's fucking, your game's tight. Otherwise, we're just going to fucking Andos 20 you till the fucking cows come home. Look, I don't drink coffee. Because fuckheads like that give coffee a bad name. And spell it wrong. Yeah, and a macchiato's a shit fucking coffee anyway, cunt. Now, on the flip side, fish with about 100 eyes in there between the S and the, the F and the S. Hilarious rugby league podcast, five stars. What this, a contrast. This one, this one's making me feel better already, to be honest. This podcast is gold for those who love their league and don't take life too seriously. Nate and Glenn combine rugby league news with Twitter trolling, Twitter trolling frequent C-bombs, and bias towards Manly and West to solve the problems of the league world. Honest views and jokes without the vested interests that can be part of regular league media. After a couple of episodes, you'll be hooked with a new repertoire of league hashtags and innuendo. That's wonderful, better. Wonderful re- review, Fish. You are my favourite review of the night. <laughs> <laughs> don't let it be said that we don't fucking put the negative stuff out there for everyone as well as the positive stuff. Exactly. We read every review out. But that day is cunt. Oh, please give us another chance and just listen to the episode where we finally announce where our function is and please come to it. Please. Please. So I'd like to shake your hand and say, congratulations, you're only one of 10 bad reviews. It's fairly, uh, fairly elite group. Yeah, 10. Andor 20 was one of them. Can't even think of who the other ones are. But uh, yeah, tipping. It's not over yet because we've got finals, but obviously there's only four games this week and then it goes down to 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. So the chances to accumulate points or catch up on leaders and things like that, this is the last week where you can really make a move and that's if it's upset Palooza, you know, and all the four four games go against the way that people think. Whitey is on top, solo, 131 points. David Kingston, second, 130. Desi's Ducks, third, 129. At this point, I'd like to say that they're probably the only three that can win it from here. Tigers 12.0, fourth, 128. On 127, we have Gleeso and Dougie. On 126, we have Kylie M, Shane Aaronelvis, Voodoo Rock, and CA Photo. The Magician has dropped from first to eighth in about three weeks. Such is the cutthroat nature of this fucking tournament. So I reckon it's only the top three. There's two points between the top three guys. Maybe Desi's Ducks in third can get up, but I think it's... uh, it's Whitey and David Kingston for the line. Tip carefully, gentlemen. Fantasy. That's all over. The Wendells win. 2015 membership. Congratulations, Michael. Send us a, uh, I guess, some shipping details and shit. Yeah. So when the time comes with the uh, 2015 memberships, you get yours, man. You earned it. Fucking won easily. And uh, didn't have the highest value super coach team by the end of it but the you know the average and you know the total amount of points scored was significant almost a thousand points over second place so just making up the minor placings too much tune and mighty doggy sarcastic pricks sticky fingers Virgo mischief CJ's dingbats bobbers and NZ underscore magpie 54 
Of course, we are still clearing out the old Revelation shirts, Tigers in Decline shirts, not too many of those left. And uh, the one in a row shirts, for those who are interested, they uh, arrived on Friday. So um, some have gone out already and I'll continue. There's quite a lot of them to ship. So I'll be shipping some pretty much every day till they're gone. So hopefully they'll be all out like kind of this week. And so, yeah, thanks for your patience. They're on their way soon. And uh, memberships, still got some memberships left. And we actually got a... Uh, a reload of um of some XLs as well. So if you're on the fence about getting on there, uh, we've got uh, probably fifteen more XLs, I think, something like that. So yeah, happy Hook to get rid- up. happy to get rid of those. Yeah, get into it, and uh, that's pretty much it. We're done. We're done. Look at that, right on two hours and some seconds. Can't beat that. Look now, bat. got anything else to say? No, no, I'm done. I'm done. A few more weeks, Nathan, and uh, the off-season shall continue. <laughs> shall continue, because <laughs> it's already going, really. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, there's good things to look forward to. We've got the, the Twillies, which will... Uh, it's always good fun. We'll do those live on the piss again. See I like what, that. See what, else, see what else we can do. Stumble upstairs into the wrong bedroom again. The problem is, the problem with the Twillies is... Simone will be like, oh, fuck's sake, Glenn, get out. You know what, we, with the Twillies... Like, we enjoy part of it is that, like, we don't compile the results. Yeah. And, like, we're there in envelopes, and we're rich from Nova, and we're finding out the winner at the same time as the people who are listening to the show. Which is frustrating. It's frustrating, but it's good. You know, it's good that we get a surprise out of it, too, and we're not just, you know, reading reading shit we already know the answer to. But, I mean, on the flip side, wouldn't it be great to, like, you know, notify some of the winners? Yeah, try and get some acceptance speeches and shit going. That would be good. Jesus. I mean, we can't do it. I mean, we can't. We can't do it. I mean, you have to be like, you know, we have to close the things off early and you know the votes off early than we do because we kind of close them off on a Monday and do it on a Tuesday. So. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. I like the way you think. Yeah. Maybe not happen this year though. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> All but, right. Yeah. Interested to see how it goes and um, yeah, can't, looking forward to that and uh, the old hits and misses. Oh, that's always a pleasure. That one. Couple of misses for you this time, Glenn. I'm I'm, I'm predicting. <laughs> Particularly in the realm of the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it always the way, Nathan? Yeah, yeah. Um, sad to say that I'm, I mean, I tipped him for the spoon and I'm going to be closer than you were. <laughs> but you still weren't right. No, but I, mean, I, may, I may have qualified it with a bottom fourth, you know, thing. <laughs> All right. We're anyway. going to take our unfunny selves with our shit podcast. This has made me sad. It's pathetic. You don't know shit. Yeah, Glenn. You don't know shit. You don't offer game. anything. You don't know rugby league, no. You don't know rugby league. You don't you know don't shit. Know You're like a drunk cunt, fucking pile driving me from behind. What is that? What did he say? Some, I don't know. I've forgotten it already. Like getting 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 sodomized by a drunk cunt on a bus or something. I mean, this this guy clearly has problems. So, so yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> See you next. But week. the rest of you guys, you're fucking awesome. We love you a long time, and uh, don't fuck yourselves, except if it's in a you know consensual, non-offensive manner, and like you know, then, hey, in, go your hardest in, in the very best way. Yeah, I mean, you know, by all means, go hard, rub it down to a little nub. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, see you next week.